strap on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And knock conspiracy theories out of the park. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your co or your host, Hank. I'm going to be flying this plane solo tonight. My boy Drew, he's unavailable due to work, but I guess that's to be expected when you're a South Florida detective getting it in. Like, in the heat of the night. <laughs> you know, before we jump into anything, I'm going to send you over to purepetwellness.com. Nico and his family have a small company that they own and operate. You can get your kitties or your little puppers, the, the best line of CBD products that you can find on the market for an extremely amazing price. If you go over there and enter promo code 643 at checkout, you're going to get 20% off every time you go. So go check them out at purepetwomens.com. And then if you're into soap, I got a line of conspiracy soap you might be interested in. Go to dangerousworldpodcast.com and you'll catch up with Ghost from My Third Eye Podcast and Ryan Dean, their line of conspiracy themes. So it's it's great stuff. I'm, I'm about to be placing another purchase because I'm down to my last bar. I love it. My wife loves it. It's all organic. They say you can eat it. I don't suggest doing that. Probably, probably won't end well for you, but it shouldn't kill you. So there's that. Go check out that soap. With the housekeeping out of the way, we're back with another dugout session. I know it's been a while, but here we are, and I am extremely honored to welcome our first guest of the evening from the Iowa Talk Guys podcast, Mr. Theo. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. The honor is all mine, Hank. Thanks for having me. I apologize that the other guys can't be here. Hey, it's all good. I'm sure we'll be catching up soon in the future. And then from the Sunday Night Secret Society podcast, we got my boy, my brother, Chef Kyle, in the house again. How you doing, bro? Oh, doing well. You know, <laughs> another beautiful Friday night, another beautiful uh, uh, chance for me to to hop on the dugout session with you. So thank, thanks again for having me, brother. Happy Friday. And I'm sorry to do this. Happy fucking birthday, Hank Dog. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Happy man. Happy birthday. Thanks, <laughs> thanks fellas. Uh, we might have some more people straggling in the door as we go but for right now gentlemen it's just us it's like like chef said it's a great friday uh lots been going on in the world lately but i've been trying to stay just as positive as one could stay in this world and it's not too hard to do when you're getting ready to watch the playoff baseball high school football's in mid-swing college football's officially going all the way the nfl season's underway it's it's a good time to be a sports fan in the world. Amen. I actually sure is. go Hawks. I was listening to you guys earlier before we hit the hit the hit the button, and uh, I, I need to start digging into a little bit more college football. But I, I do pay more attention to the NFL. Um, I think partially due to the fact that I, I do play fantasy football, and most of the leagues, most of the people that I know play NFL fantasy rather than uh college ball 
but yeah, man, it's a, it's a beautiful time to be a sports fan. I'll tell you that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've got my little cousin playing his high school football game tonight on the phone going right now. They're demolishing nice 33 to nothing early in the second quarter. Gotta love it. <clears throat> my court, my wow. <clears throat> sorry, my cousin's the center and the coaches for the last two years. That's a, called that's a him. skilled position right there. Uh, did he, did he say a center? Yeah, he's the center. Yeah, center, oh, man. That's center, center. I, I thought you said sinner. <laughs> a, no, a sinner. Oh, a sinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, the, yeah. he's the center. And, um, <laughs> he's the only player on the team that knows every play of the playbook for every position on the field on both sides of the ball. Like, he is incredibly yeah. smart. And he's a massive human. He's like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he just needs to bulk up. He's probably – 230 245 right now but if he put on man he's he's gonna be a beast wherever he goes to college because he's got the brains i mean he's a straight straight a 4.0 student he's gonna go wherever he wants to go if he chooses to go play college football somewhere and if he's not gonna go put on that that uh cardinal and white call them hogs then i wouldn't mind seeing him repping the old black and gold up there in our with our northern brothers and i there we no, go. Like, yeah. Lineman, well, we'd love to see that too. And I'll it. tell you what, I was just No, no, I was going to say um being a center, something that that seems to work at least with with uh centers that go to Iowa is uh wrestling is a big help in when football's down. Sure. So uh we got I think there's one guy in the NFL, NFL right now that, that's a center from Iowa and he wrestled too. In fact, what's the dude's name? Uh Tristan Wirfs? familiar with that guy yeah oh lineman yeah. <laughs> yeah so so uh they're from pretty close to each other i'm trying to remember that linderbaum tyler linderbaum is the other guy yeah I've heard and of him. uh there's a great video there's a great video of like in 15 seconds it's wild but wrestle great for center too because you know you got all that balance and whatnot. And man, like I said, center is a skilled position, sure. in my opinion. And you know, Jason Kelsey, God bless that beautiful man. Uh, fly Eagles fly. By the way, um, he's showed the whole world that you don't need to be some big four hundred pound hog Molly to be a center. He, you know, coming out of Cincinnati, he was highly criticized for being an undersized player and all he's done is become arguably the best center in NFL history. I played a little bit of rugby, very little bit. I'm no good, but I learned real quick that the big, big guys, they're easy, man. You just put your shoulder into them low, wrap up those legs and they go down. The small guys, they'll freaking hurt you, dude. They will get low, and you'll feel your testicles hurt all the way up in your stomach. I think Jordan Maialata might have been the exception to that rule. I, I I had highly, I had some serious questions for the Eagles front office. It must have been about five years ago when they drafted Jordan Maialata, this rugby player who has never even touched an American football, but they thought that from they New could Zealand turn, or something, yeah. 
Yeah, he, I think he was – I actually think he was from New Zealand. He was either from New Zealand or Australia, but he's a six-foot-nine just behemoth of a man that can sing <laughs> fucking uh, alto. He's a beautiful dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's – That's wild. They, they He literally had just been killing it in rugby and had never played American football, and the Eagles front office thought that they could turn him into – a a offensive lineman and i'm sitting here thinking put him in as fullback he would be better than oh, mike yeah. allstein he would love just the be fullback killing <laughs> it and and the, but they you did know, now I'm, he's I'm one of the best i can't stand by if you talk about allstein i can't mean, talk about all special like that, brother <laughs> but he would have been the most <laughs> explosive fullback since allstein i'd say that I'm just. I was with just you, watching some all star highlights the other day. That's Iconic another black and shoulder pads. College just... man at Purdue. Yeah, yeah. Old school. Old school. The definition. What you got? Don't there. give up. What are you drinking, Hank? Oh, I got me a a, a Dolceckis. I was thinking about going right, and getting me a go. bottle of rum earlier, but I I I, I said I, I wanted to uh, make it more than a, an hour or so tonight, so we're going <laughs> to stick to the few Dos Equis I had in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. No, but I've I've really, you know, it's been of course it's been another disappointing season for Arkansas. We uh, let two games in a row get away from us that. We absolutely shouldn't have lost. We should be four and zero with a a win on the road at ranked LSU. Mismanagement, mis mismanagement in the second half is the only reason we didn't win that football game. Um, you sound we would like have had, an Iowa fan, dude. I don't dislike <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> I don't dislike them, man. Uh, <laughs> they burnt all three of their timeouts. They burnt. It was one of – I think it was the first or second possession after the halftime whistle. Arkansas was down in the red zone. They had done – went for it on fourth down and ran a fake punt. They done got down in there further. And because of a couple of penalties, because of a couple of potential delay of game, Sam Pittman had to burn two timeouts on that one drive early in the second half. And then they ended up – before they even made it to the fourth quarter, had to burn the third one. Teams just not – I mean, it's hard to hear in Death Valley, sure, but at the end of the day, Arkansas shoots themselves yeah. in, in the foot with penalties week in and week out. It's something that's been consistent since week one. It, it's really disappointing because we've got the players and the players have the skill to not only win the SEC West, but – Come in a really good looking second to Georgia for the whole SEC. Uh, would 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 be more than willing or more than deserving of a playoff spot come next year. This team would be without the penalties and without the mismanagement of time and 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 the such. It's just really disappointing because you know with with KJ coming back for one more year, with Rocket Sanders coming out for one more year, who still hasn't been on the field since the first game they haven't been in here babe sorry fellas dogs are in here raising hell 
No, you're fine. No, no, I ain't talking about your pet wellness. Did you catch anything? What was that? (laughs) He wants some of the doggy CBD. Uh, (laughs) Did Did you catch anything from the uh, Iowa at Penn State last week by chance? The slaughter. No, I was I was too busy crying in my pillow after we lost to LSU. Sure. Yeah, so it was the uh, the worst Iowa football game I've ever watched. Thankfully, I was in good company over at my brother's house. But um, I think it was 31-0 Penn State. And uh, Penn State ran more plays than Iowa had yards of offense. It was oh, uh, it was crazy. Lord. Never seen anything like it. But oh, the news is, it's just football. So, oh yeah, I mean, the, yeah, it was wild. <clears throat> Arkansas could but, make a bowl at five hundred, and if they play in Memphis again, I'm gonna go see them again, and I'm gonna call those hogs like they're undefeated, undefeated playing for the Natty. <laughs> This is life of we, uh, a, life of a the Razorback. Past two years, fan. we played Kentucky. Yeah, I hear you. They had a lot of good teams back in the day, particularly. I mean, I mean, it's been a while since Arkansas has had those those Arkansas teams. Sure, that, I was in high school. I, you know, <laughs> I grew up hearing about. Yeah, I remember. You know, yeah. back when back before Bobby Petrino took that took that midnight ride on that Harley and with that bimbo. We were number two in the country, poised to win the win it all. And yeah. and he just he had to go get on that Harley. He couldn't have took his car. Nobody cared that he was boinging her. Nobody cared that he and you know pulled some shady strings to get her hired on in Arkansas because he had us number two in the country. And then he just he just had to go get on yeah, that. Yeah, you Harley. can get away with stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Especially at a place that hasn't won in, you know, 30, 40 years. <clears throat> but did y'all did y'all right. hear about this this uh this thing that's been coming up lately with I don't know if y'all remember hearing some earlier in the year, Ron DeSantis and Disney were going back and forth. Uh when yes, when DeSantis started blocking certain stuff being taught in the schools when he started taking more conservative stances and Disney wanted to start speaking out about it. The whole don't say gay bill thing was a big thing. And uh, mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis was like, all right, you opened your mouth. You want to, you want to jump into the political world? Well, you know what here, you, you know what? You don't get those tax breaks that you enjoy anymore. I didn't know this until earlier today. Well, they were Disney fought back with a clause that goes back to a 1692 British Bill of Rights. What? Exactly. I didn't hear that. that. So here's a News Nation article. It's it's a couple of months old, but it says, in an effort to resist efforts by DeSantis to exert control over the park, Disney's current board passed an agreement that will dramatically limit the power of a new DeSantis appointed board that includes a reference to King Charles under the new agreement. 
<clears throat> Disney will not need the board to approve new projects or development rights uh, until 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. So basically, what they just said is until when King Charles dies, 21 years later, that's when they have to submit to Florida law. It's the last it's, descendant of King Charles. So the last. Oh, yeah. That's like what even, I thought I heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Until 21 years after even the death of that. the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III. We'll um, be gone. That's, I think that's the point of that, is what that sounds like. Like, we'll be long. Wow. It sounds like some lawfare BS to me, man. But that's what these guys do, right? They play these games. They get all their lawyers involved. and The accusation I heard, though, was that the land that Disney World sits on in Florida is owned by the Crown. Now, I haven't been able to validate wow. that fact, but that was the accusation made. The accusation, or they also uh, accused Washington, D.C., the land that it sits on to still to this day be owned by the crown. So, like I said, I haven't been able to validate either of those statements, but I haven't found anything that hasn't been like, no, it's not owned by the crown. <laughs> I always heard that, um, you know, after the revolution and the establishment of of Constitution in the United States of America, um, I don't know if it was like the War of eighteen twelve or whatnot, sure. but you know, it's like the the powers in Europe boss back type of a deal. And would that surprise you? No, um, I'm I'm one of those guys that's always late to the party when it comes to watching series on streaming platforms. Like when everybody else in the world is watching it, I don't want to watch it just so I can be a part. I don't want to be a part of that. Oh my god, did you talk? Did you listen to the new episode? <laughs> Hold on now, bitch. I wait years. Okay, like I'm just now catching on to the tutors, and is. It's 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 a decent series, you know. I've definitely watched worse, but there was a episode not not too long ago I watched where the Pope had said that instead of rejecting, he was and he was referring to Hen- Henry Tudor, the King of England at the time. Instead of rejecting his wishes outright, why not give them the illusion that we gave them what they wanted? What if the British crown, when America was quote-unquote colonized and revolutionized, what if the crown took that same principle and was like, instead of just fighting them and rejecting what they want, why why don't we just give them the illusion of that they got what they want? So if they do own the ground that Washington, D.C. sits on, 
because we all know that D.C. is not a city. It's not a state. It's a territory. Very horrible <laughs> territory. I've been there personally. It smells like shit in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. It's not a nice it, place. It would, it would make sense that 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 would be the crown giving us the illusion that we actually revolted and were successful and that we are a separate nation when we all know that and we can tie strings to several different, whether it be the Jews, whether it be the the you know the 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 British crown. There's there's somebody has a story for somebody having hooks in America. We're not just of our own. I think it's clear to see that we're really not as separate and independent as we think as we've been led to this especially my generation and you know we you know chef you've heard me talk about it dozens of times but you know 10 years old watching 9-11 go down and then we have to pretty much grow up through our most formidable years under the guise of america good the rest of the world bad and and the rest of the world wants to kill you mm-hmm. and all this, that, and the third. And then you get, you finally get grown and you just realize that none of what you were told is true. None of the people that you thought actually had power have anything close to it. They're just puppets that you'll never really know the names of the people who actually have the power. Because if you know their name, I'm convinced they're not the ones with the power. They might have some power, but it's not the power. And so... You know, it's just it's just a it's just wild to think about that maybe the crown legitimately has a foothold still in America physically that we can that we call the nation's capital. <laughs> I mean, how coincidental. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That literally yeah. would not surprise me at all. Uh, I mean, does it does that sound I more far fetched say... than we went to the moon? <laughs> Because that sounds pretty wild to me, man. Do you, we, we you that. I don't know. I mean, what's your what? What you know? What what do you what do you think about all that? Oh, you asking me? Yeah. Yep. Um. So going back and tying into that, somehow we were. I don't know if it, like first attack um, is the right, but I've always kind of had a, a very loose hypothesis that with such close ties to the, the crown and the that if there was sort of backdoor shadowy agreement to purchase the colonies back. Because think about the First World War and the Second World War. The Second World War primarily is where we really learned the industrial and manufacturing powerhouse that the United States is. We have our own fuel. We have our own oil. We can build stuff. We used to be able to back then, right? Yep. Build build stuff quickly, build a lot of it quickly. And, um, you know, I remember hearing my grandfather tell me that um, the, 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 the German Panzer tank was superior to the Sherman tank of the U.S. The problem was that as soon as the Panzer destroyed Sherman, 
there were ten other Shermans to go grab, right? So the U.S. sort of became the new military colonial wing of the European powers, primarily the U.K. So we don't need British kids to go die on the far off continent anymore. We don't need stupid peasant colonists from Arkansas or California or Iowa instead. Sure. The place yours. <laughs> that's my theory. I mean, that's a can't prove it. Can't can you can't can't be disproven though, can it? I think that you know they don't have to spend fourteen billion dollars on their own aircraft carrier. We can do it. Sure. On all had our fucking women doing it. Put the yeah, men through the meat grinder and then put the wives in the factories while the state had the children. And uh, kill off a bunch of testosterone. Right? They're definitely doing that now. And especially when it comes to, I mean, how this kind of ties back into Disney. Um, there was... From what I what I what I've heard is that Disney is doing some really nasty shit, and what they're doing is is they're popping up all over the United States these uh, these little clinics, and they're they're Disney owned clinics or Disney sponsored clinics, and if you go into this clinic, right, and this is for this is for children, this is not for adults to my knowledge. Um, you go in there for a consultation so that you can have a consultation, excuse me, a consultation to do a, uh, a, a gender switch or, or what have you. Right. And so if you go in there just for a consultation right. and you decide not to get anything done, you are going to receive one free year of, of uh, Disney plus. Now, if you decide to go through with the procedure, mind you, these, these puberty blockers that they're handing out are all Disney-themed, right? So if you're a little boy and you want to become a little girl, you're going to take the Cinderella-themed puberty blockers and vice versa. You're a girl going in and you want to be a boy, you might get like a Robin Hood or you might get a Prince Charming bottle. Um, they give you that Woody. They get there. You go. They're going to give you that Woody. They're going to give you that Disney. They're going to give you that Pixar. And if you go through <laughs> with the entire thing, you get a one year pass to any Disney resort, I believe, in the United States. So that goes back to England, the, the, the ties to possible Washington, D.C., possibly the land that Disney is sitting on in Florida. And then back to your point, Theo, of making us more feminine, less testosterone. There you go. Bing, bing, bing. Bada yeah. bing, bada boom. To me, it's pretty simple. Americans wouldn't want to do this to themselves. So it's pretty obvious that we were infiltrated decades ago 
and that slowly over time, generationally, certain people were put in power that weren't Americans and they have constructed our nation's path to their will, which is to decimate us at every level. Families can't be families. You can't live in the country. You got to eat bugs while Bill Gates pours in the genetically mutated virus jab carrying mosquitoes on you um, while your kids can't be your kids. They've got to be not only the village's kids, but more importantly, their kids, they being the government. That's what they've said. They're their kids. I, I don't care. Kareem Jean-Pierre be down fucking Hillary Clinton be down. My kids are not their kids, but you know, it's there, there's a concerted effort that's been going on for years to get us to where we are now. And I don't think it's too late yet to stop the progress and, and get back on the path. But this window is not going to last forever. And if we don't do something about it, start doing something about it anyhow. Now there won't be a later to fix because once <clears throat> our military is completely comprised of people who are more worried about their individual feelings and quote unquote rights than they are with laying down their line for the flag that's on their shoulder. We're fucked. Anybody could come over yeah. here and just walk right in. It's going to be up to guys like us to fight for our homeland. But you got to understand if we're, we, we get mainland invaded by a serious force. If, if China and Russia really want to team up and come over here, there's only so much that we can do. Especially if the military is not going to military. They're we've, not uh, we've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all just, no, you're good, brother. You're good. Y'all just did some shows about this, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we, um, yeah, we've, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, there is the private firearms issue that, that's being eroded. Um, I don't, I don't think that Russia and China, and we have talked about this a lot on our podcast, that I don't think that the past 20 years since 9-11, while the United States has been messing around over in the Middle East, tp has been deployed there. He's talked about that plenty of times on sure. our podcast. Back, watching, they've been learning. For in something, another thing that we've brought up a ton of times is that that stupid freaking shatter balloon. That thing probably like a few hundred thousand dollars at the most. But remember how they shot those missiles at him? Yep. Mm-hmm. At it. One of them went off astray, like over Michigan or whatever. Those yeah. things were like a million bucks a pop. Sure. So you've got a few hundred thousand dollar weather balloon. One million dollar, and if only with ten dollars to their few hundred thousand dollars, that's an insolvent equation. It's it doesn't work for us. So I, I think that 
and then during the talk about signs, what what would happen if you just use one of those weather balloons and impede us? I'd have been over or, or impede us a bunch of different places. They don't even go boot around. It, it will do ourselves. We'll draw ourselves. I think the or text don't need to don't sort of make us destruct and well getting back to what I said to earlier about um, uh, the manufacturing of power the United at that time the middle of the United States was unrulable and uncontrolled for a period of time because it was so well seen. And in order to take it, they had to throw it. It's incredible how vulnerable America really is. You know, you think about it. Yes, sir. Like you said, a couple of well-placed balloons with EMPs that don't even have to come close to the ground could completely cripple the entire nation. And well, then, and then that's chaos. even before we start running. That's, even, that's before we run, run out of food. How many people are freaking out because their phone doesn't work? They're freaking out because their phone doesn't work. We haven't even run out of food yet. Yep. Then it gets really bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I don't think it would take too much to. I, I had. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I think there we have a little bit of a delay here, but I had a uh, a guest on named Tommy Dimmel. He's on uh, Instagram, and we were talking about kind of similar stuff to, to this. But one of the things that he had mentioned regarding something like this happening, we got we got food issue right. We have cell phone issue, right? We have banking issues. Like if an EMP crash, you're not going to be able to go pull no money. Excuse me, no money out. But what about this? What about pharmaceuticals? What about people that are dependent on certain pharmaceuticals? Right? If you're a little loopy like myself, yes, um, I don't. I do not depend on any uh, on any medication. But there are some that that do need that medication to keep them. I guess grounded. I don't agree with any of that, but anyhow, uh, but my fiance, for instance, is diabetic and she has to have her insulin. If she doesn't have her insulin, there's a good chance she's fucked. So you talk about these people and, Mm -hmm. and also people that are dependent on like Xanax that have been dependent on Xanax for X amount of time. And then all of a sudden they don't get, they don't, they can't get their Xanax or their opiates. Maybe they're dependent on opiates and they can't get their fucking opiates now because all the systems have crashed. You want to see fucking zombies, bro? That that's that's where they're gonna. That's where the zombies are gonna be popping out of. We'll bump and that I, down one level. You bet. The shit's already hit the fan. There's no hospitals to go to. You don't you don't know how to procure antibiotics, and you get shot in the leg. It's not fatal, but you're shot in the leg. It's a through and through wound, or you get stabbed, or you get cut hopping a fence. 
now you might have tetanus or you step on a nail or a rusty piece of metal falls on anything. What the fuck are you going to do then? You might be Billy Badass in the middle of the city when everything's going on, but now now you're going to tell me a little cut, little boo-boo going to kill you? Because I know what I'm going to do. I'm piss on it. <laughs> no, no, but there's, you know, there's, 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 there's situations that people will never think about in a, in a typical prepper scenario. What are you going to do if you get, you step on a rusty ass nail or something? You, when's the last time you've had a tetanus shot? Now me, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fuck up and I cut myself and hurt myself at work all the time. I've, I've had a couple of tetanus shots a few years in a row. I'm, I'm good for a few years. So, but, but how many people just get tetanus shots? I should go get one. Basis? You know, and that, and it's crazy to hear people that Not are conspiratorially minded talking about, I need to go get a tetanus shot when, when we spent the last three years preaching against a, a shot. But it, it's, you get the sniffles, you get a, you get a pretty severe sinus cold, you know, sinus infection or ear infection, or if you get an abscess in your tooth, you know, these are, life-threatening situations when you have no access to medication and then Mm -hmm. you hear about all of the you know i listen to podcasts all day every day and one of the popular brands being uh shown popping up everywhere as advertisement so you hear is this jace case this medical company that you can order this jace case and it's got all these different antibiotics with them and and I'm just thinking what's, you know, it's, it can't be as easy as I bet you've got to have prescriptions and all kind of shit. They probably want you to buy a monthly subscription, but there's a, like I have a bug out plan, but my bug out plan doesn't work for my family of five. My bug out plan is going to get us killed quick because my kids and my wife won't shut the hell up. <laughs> because me and my 22 we're good for about 250 yards lethal come within that circle you're done but but it's 22 if you've got anything bigger than that you're gonna hear us a long way off because these kids are fucking bad <laughs> my wife's gonna be getting bugs yeah. on her and that we can't have that you know so <laughs> So, so a bug out situation isn't really conducive to a family of five, but I mean, I do have a plan and my plan is to, to get away from those, you know, compared to chef, I'm a, a tadpole in the, in the sea of life with my little town of 8,000. He's got to, you know, he's got to get out of, I couldn't imagine being anywhere near a populated place like in California or up in, up near Chicago, trying to evacuate from that place would be a, a fucking nightmare i'm going across the levee and i'm hanging out by the river i'm gonna be in a van by the river living catching me some fish and shooting some deer (laughs) i'm I'm gonna make it my kids might not make it because i mean i'm gonna try i'm gonna keep them alive as long as i can but i'm I'm gonna be all right for a little bit because i know how to shut the hell up (laughs) daddy's gonna eat Daddy's gonna eat. Daddy's gonna survive. The rest. Callie, of the Callie, year. Callie don't want to even think about her life being in a situation where her survival would have to depend on 
her helping me skin and gut like deer and rabbit and squirrels and chicks there. I mean, I got plenty of that. You guys have a lot of hogs down there too, right? Not got, necessarily. Those where razorbacks I'm down at. there. That's. I was like, I said, I love you, baby. That's what I said. I said, I love you. <laughs> I love you, baby. I, 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 I will proceed. <laughs> I ain't speak no lies. That's all I'm gonna say. Is I ain't speak no lies. That you ain't fucking with no bugs. And you ain't gonna help me skin no deer if our life depend on it. See, you did. That's why negative thirty in the middle I'm of winter <laughs> in Iowa is valuable because we don't have bugs or poisonous snakes for the most part. Oh, dude, it's it, it's crazy. Like, we've got snakes, every bug imaginable, crocodiles, fucking. Go jump off in the river then if you bad, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not recommend you call your wife bitch. <laughs> no, no. Baby, I love you. Run along. I love you. I love you, baby. I love you. I'm, I'm gonna do this. Well, I can't. I can't not watch you because I don't trust you. <laughs> we gotta keep my eyes on you. Y'all there, about to see me get my hands I'm hearing a hole get dug right now. Yeah, I I need to let the shovel go. I love you, baby. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, you got gators where you're at. They're in. They're in the river. They're in the river. I, That's I, wild. I couldn't. I've seen pictures. That. I've seen pictures around Memphis and stuff where they've pulled out gators and stuff from the river. Um, I've seen. I I don't know if you want to call it a a, a panther. It ain't a mountain lion because there ain't no fucking mountains in the flatlands, but it was a a light tan colored. Big kitty, big old kitty. Same big, thing, big kitty. same thing. Mountain lion, whatever yeah. you want to call it. That is a big old kitty. I was walking through the woods one day, and I they took say a that corner. we don't have them. That's what I said, and I said, "Homie, I don't know what to tell you, but I was sober and I know what I saw." Well, they've they've been caught on trail cams though. Our our DNR says that that we don't have them here, but they have been sighted um even even black bear we had one shit i saw it a few years ago but um i mean everybody was stopped on the freaking road and whatnot but i guess sure. that thing went all the way from wisconsin uh wow. down to shit i think they killed it in like i want to say like missouri or maybe it was arkansas i can't remember but all this stuff that uh that they say we don't have, it seems like it sh it pops up every now and then. And then what's even crazier is we we have a show that's actually about to release. Um, so I guess by the time this comes out, it will be. But uh, there's been some Bigfoot sightings Ooh. around here, which is wild. We did a we did a show. We interviewed an author that wrote a fiction book based on some some accounts. 
Uh, Tim Moon is his name. His book is Tomato yeah. Field. Yep. And uh, it was a great interview. Dude's awesome. And uh, yeah, sure as shit. There's uh, There's been some sightings right in a small town of about 5,000 close to us. There was a sighting in 1981. And then about 10 miles away from where I'm at right now, there was a sighting in 1989. Hell yeah. Let's go. Excuse me. Tim Moon. Um, I've heard him on. I forgot where else I heard him on. But thank you for the reminder because he did reach out. And he seems like a he seems like a very interesting dude as well as as well as his books. But the Bigfoot sightings oh, are awesome, man. Have you guys checked out like the Bigfoot? They have like a Bigfoot map. I just seen one today or yesterday. That's that's that had a uh it was like it was a map of the US, but it had dots for every sighting, like colors of dots that were like mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, uh sightings per populate populous type of thing and I was really surprised to see that the Midwest and like the South was hot with Bigfoot sightings and it it made made what made the sightings on the West Coast, you know, dwarf in comparison. Like the northwest corner was really hot up in the Pacific Northwest, but like I was the Bigfoot sightings mm-hmm. in the Midwest especially really surprised me because I ain't never did see no Bigfoot in Arkansas. But then again, I'm not over there in the hills and the mountains. I'm in the flatland. I'm in the Delta. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, I think that the map you're talking about, uh, and we were doing show prep and I looked at it. And in fact, that's where I found, if talking the same one, uh, these two cases that are close to us. Cool. And yes, it's wild. It's a real map. And if you get a chance, Check out the podcast. Uh, it'll be 73 of Iowa Talk, I believe. Uh, as recording, it's going to be in a number of days. And uh, in 1869, there was something in the Hartford, like Hartford Current, I think it was called, about some wild uh, young boy looking thing. And. Um, it was spotted and this thing, like it was eating a fish out of the river at the big river, Mississippi. And as soon as it saw this guy, it jumped into the water and uh, it swam off to an Island. And what's really crazy about that is, and I explain on the show is that when, once you get North of, I know you're down there in Arkansas, but once you get North of St. Louis, we have a system of locks because we raise up a little bit more in elevation, yeah. just a little bit, hundreds of feet. It's not much, but in order to get barges up here to, to take uh, grain down and whatnot, you, you have to lock through sure. and get, go up and down and into different pools. So the point of that is that prior to that, and in, it's, it's interesting, lock and dam 15 in Davenport, Iowa, uh, close to where we're at, I believe was the first one built. And, uh, the river prior to that was just wild, man. So it must have been something special to swim all the way to an island, however far. It 
we've always heard that before the locks, it was just rapids. Could you imagine a river damn near a wild ride or a, a mile wide? It would be a wild ride <laughs> with rapids. See, I've How, got a, you know, I got a good friend of mine whose parent, uh, dad and grandparents live up north of St. Paul, and he's told me that he's walked across the Mississippi River ankle deep. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. just crystal clear. <clears throat> super cold water but it's only ankle deep where it's at and i often i often think about this river like growing up i used to go park because there's tons of places you can just drive right up to the mississippi river and just chill for as long as you want to sit there and watch that river roll man um mm-hmm. my daddy used to run tow boats back in the day so the river's got a soft spot wow. in my heart oh um, yeah likewise I've often thought about, you know, like I'm looking at the at your at your picture on here and it's got the eastern part of the state where the river is. And it's just crazy mm-hmm. to see all the twists and turns. And like I'm thinking about how the crazy the river is right out where I'm at. And I couldn't imagine because I know how I've been, I've been in the Mississippi river in a, in a 12 foot John boat. <laughs> like I've, I've, yeah. I've been out there, you know, it, 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 it's different looking at it than it is being in the middle of it. Cause if you well, don't know what you're look doing, at that go ahead. It'll take you. It'll take you. If you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Well, look at that West border. You see that West border. Yeah. That's the Missouri River. Oh, okay. It's where the, where the land between two rivers, Mississippi and the Missouri. That's so the, you right. get over to the Missouri over there. It's kind of the same deal, man. And then the river, like where you're at, think about this. The Missouri River dumps in down by St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You get you get like twice the volume of water. Oh, yeah. Than we do. Do y'all? So you got I'm assuming y'all have a too. levee system, right? That's what I was, the locks and dams. Well, I guess levee, you mean um, an earthen sort of dam to, yes. keep the, to keep the river in its banks? Yes. Yeah, I mean, in certain spots, absolutely. And it, and it gets really bad in flood years when the, um, what's it called, liquefaction? No, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but when the levees become too saturated. Yeah. And then they yep. just give out. Yep. Well, shit, it happens down where you're at. Yeah. Um, back in 2011, yeah, it, I think it was 2011, um, it was a particularly wet spring. Had The river was really swollen. Uh, we had, they're, they're probably 30 feet high levees, 30, 35 feet high levees. And it's just a wall, a wall of dirt that's got grass growing. Hell, I mean, we put cows on them. We graze them with cows mm-hmm. and shit. Um, mm-hmm. But like in the county I'm at from, from tip to tip, there's a solid a solid levee. Now, of course, there's all kinds of different spur levees. And uh, we have particular levees that are built specifically to be blown out in case of a serious flood. That way you can flood certain areas before you start flooding other areas. Um, 
but but this particular year uh the river was so high that i went to the levee and i put my hands above my head and touched the top of the levee and my feet were in the water um if you could imagine at the bottom of the levee looking up 30 35 feet and it's just water wow just it's a lot of water it was it was wild dude like businesses started boarding up sandbagging up um and i mean the town that i live on is like if the levee were to bust we were literally the first to find out within seconds of that levee busting uh water was pouring through like jets underneath the levee because of the sheer amount of pressure on it and there mm. it was there for so long that the water that the ground just got saturated in it and it was just finding ways to get through um the levee did end up busting about 15 miles south of where i was at and my buddy at the time was living in an old plantation house and it was a beautiful house big two-story house that was filled with just the the guy the plantation owner he was inducted into the first class of the nfl hall of fame he played in the first super bowl he was a photographer in both world wars like Wow. It crazy story behind the owner of this plantation. And um, there were chemistry sets from the early 1900s. There were textbooks and all kind of literature works from the late 1800s, early 1900s. Like it was an amazing property and the flood took it, which is really sad because I, I used to spend hours just rummaging through the books that were upstairs, just, gobsmack because i'm a sucker for old stuff but um yeah i've seen i've seen the river get on get on out of hand real quick like it gets scary you know when when you when you get to thinking about the only thing that's keeping you dry and alive is a little, little dirt hill and you hope it holds it's been yeah, that's scary, dude. I know uh, when we were up in uh, uh, Northern California, maybe five or six years ago, we are on the Russian River, and the Russian River started to overflow. And it wasn't even that. I mean, it's a, literally a river. It's not, like a, it's not that big, but the damage that that was able to do to a lot of homes, as opposed to what you what y'all are talking about, like that's that could be crucial absolutely devastating and to be banking on a few you know whether it's hills or or land masses in between you and and that water is definitely something to be worrisome about i wish i was a little bit of, I, I wish i was a little bit better with geography um as far as to where y'all are located but um yeah, no, it's, a, it's definitely a wild thing to think about. Definitely a wild thing to think about. And forgive me, I sound weird. I've been stuffed up for two days now. So I'm constantly you're, having to blow my nose. You're good, bro. Theo, what can you tell me about that little appendage on the, on the southeast corner of Iowa? I'm curious as to how that thing came about. There's got to be some wild story for that little hook of land. <laughs> Like it's got to be like some Matt McCoy they're, level. 
What um, is it? You get much further. You get much further south than us. It's Missouri. <laughs> There's a joke in Iowa that <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you this, man. It's a joke. But if you joke. took the, the the bottom two rows of counties in Iowa and you uh, made them part of Missouri, you'd raise the IQs in both states. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. But you're talking, you said the southeast corner. Yeah, that little that little nubbin that's just hanging out there. That's just... yeah, that nub that goes down south. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, Lee County, I believe, and the main town down there is Keokuk. And uh, I've I've only ever driven through Highway sixty one. I'm sure you're right on it, right? Yes, sir. Born and raised, Hank. Yep. That. Uh, guess what, buddy? I drive we're, on that highway on every road, day, partner. Damn near. <laughs> yep. Yep. Likewise. Likewise, brother. Um, that's like that's wild river river land, man. It's a lot of like swampy. There's another river that goes in there. I'm trying to think of which one it is because there's a ton of them that kind of run northwest to southeast into the river. And then, of course, when you get over onto the, like the, the Missouri River side, they, you know, they go the other way. But it's just crazy swamp land and of course no gators or anything like that but it's it's that's our some of our backwoods stuff man down there uh, well you said lee county and i instantly got a white trash heaven picture in my <laughs> head we got a lee county too it's nowhere fine mm-hmm. to go <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the the best part of iowa in my opinion we're kind of smacked we're, we're smacked out in the the middle of that east side but um northeast iowa really cool about up there is you know of course everybody imagines first of all everybody thinks that we grow potatoes that's not from iowa and they think that idaho grows corn <laughs> well it's the opposite of that we grow corn they grow potatoes but um so y- you imagine our farmland and whatnot it's just flat farmland and and the the story goes during the last ice age the glaciers were moving across they flattened all the farmland laid all of that rich uh lus soil low soil l-o-e-s-s i believe it's spelled but northeast iowa was, was spared from that and it's part of uh, what's called the Rifus region here, here's your, your geography. Um, the Driftless is primarily West Wisconsin, but the small sliver of Northeast Illinois, uh, a chunk of Northeast Iowa, and then a Southeast Minnesota. And that wasn't plowed over by glaciers. When, they, when the glaciers melted, all of the water rushing down it carved these huge bluffs and valleys out of limestone. I guess they say that like one of the best bloodlines of white-tailed deer come out of Northeast Iowa because A, all of the food, the abundance of that uh, Monsanto grain and, uh, and uh, terrain that 
you can really build up a bunch of muscle and whatnot. If you ever get a chance to come up to Iowa, man, we'll uh, we'll show you around, Hank. Chef, sure. Tell what. We'll have some fun. We'll get into some shit. I'm really good at getting into some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Hank, dude. <laughs> That's funny, though. That's funny, though. Uh, you mentioned Monsanto, dude. Like, so. Well, Bayer now, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bayer now. But I one of the hardest. I used to host tastings. Uh, private tastings for wine up in Northern California. And uh, I was doing a tasting for this gentleman. And of course I ask all the questions. I want to know who you are, what you do, where you're from. So we have something to talk about, you know, so I can find some similarities. Cause I'm here to talk to you for an hour and a half. Sometimes it doesn't always end up being about wine. Um, some people just want to shoot the shit. Well, this dude was an overseas defense lawyer for Monsanto at the time and in my head dude i'm like man dude like you're a fucking piece of shit like i'm sure you're in it for the money oh i was so mad dude and and this is this was back in um probably 2000 and uh maybe even 16 or 17 if it was 17 it was prior to the uh, fires that we had but i find it so interesting right that Monsanto also, so they have, everyone knows all the stuff with the farmers, right? They have these GMO seeds, so then if the farm down the way is using Monsanto seeds, the wind blows the pollen, pollinates your crop when you're using your own seed, your organic seed, whatever that case may be. Once the pollination Mm -hmm. is done, then you get your fruit, you get your veg, whatever that looks like, and now you no longer own your own your own crops, your harvest. You don't own it no more, right? So now they fucking own it, and now they're going to sue you, and they're putting all these mom-and-pop you know, places out of business. And then you look at, like, the number mm-hmm. one heart medicine is owned by, again, now Monsanto Bayer. Well, yeah, Monsanto also has uh, uh, Roundup. Everyone knows about Roundup. And I, yep. I just... This Glyphosate. is something... Yeah, yep, glyphosate, yep. And and then you have all the cancer going on with that. But the in my opinion, the irony there is like you know, when you when you drive down certain streets and you see all these houses with these perfect looking lawns, there's no weeds at all. They're just perfect looking lawns. And that's mm-hmm. the idea. That's what they you want. Bet. They want you to have that perfect they don't want you to have a sunflower out front. They don't want you to have a nice beautiful garden out Food. front. Food. Nope, they don't want any of that. And yeah. one of the things amongst many that the that the Roundup kills is dandelions. Well, it just so happens that dandelions are one of the best things you can use for your heart health. But who owns the number one heart health medication? Is fucking Monsanto. I was gonna say, should I guess Bayer? Bayer, yeah, dude. Don't you dare offer a holistic method to healing. Right, What is dude? wrong with you? That is heresy. And that is something that blows my mind right now is that you can go on, like some of, a lot of the people that I follow on like Instagram and TikTok, one of the dudes I've had on, beautiful soul, his name's Wallamy, uh, and he is, 
I wouldn't even say he really goes into a lot, a lot about like holistic remedies, but he does dig into like grounding. He's got these copper, beautiful copper staffs that he used to stay grounded to the earth. And he talks about yes. sun gazing and all this shit. And he got banned off of fucking Instagram like 10 times. He's no longer on Instagram. Me, on the other hand, I'm posting shit about, you know, the ex-queen being a fucking lizard person. 9-11 was a fucking joke. And Joe Biden is a fucking <laughs> moron. And I'm Big still Biden. here. And I'm still here. And I have a decent, yeah. decent following. You know, it's not a whole lot, but it's a decent <laughs> amount of people. So I would think that the more exposure that I'm getting, like they would be knocking me down for this shit. And they don't. They don't. But I guarantee you, if I start telling All them right. about these grounding straps you can put in your fucking shoes, they're going to shut that down, fact, ch- fact check it, and then, you know, blacklist me. Well, well let's try this. Let's try this. Uh, if you get a chance and you haven't heard, uh, check out Iowa Talk Guys. I can't remember exactly what episodes. It's in our 30s. Uh, shit, we're coming up on a year since we recorded. Um, Operation congrats, Paperclip, congrats. our our two part. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we're we're uh, over a year and a half of of recording now, and over a year of release. So, I yeah, it's man, it just flew by. But so, Bayer was actually part of a larger corporation. In fact, they were like one of the five largest corporations. It was one of the five largest corporations in the world called um, IG Farben at the time and i believe it was a german corporation so after the war ig farben was broke up into i want to say five different companies bayer being one of them and ig farben interestingly enough owned a uh, rather significant patent on a little agent called zyklon b maybe you've heard of it they used to test their products, which Zyklon B wasn't even close to, to everything that they were doing, but they used to test their products at a facility that they had called IG Auschwitz. Oh, Maybe my you've heard goodness. of that. And they were able to advance. And I'm not, hey, I'm not, I'm not saying the modern day company necessarily. But they, uh, the, the father company, they were able to expedite their scientific research because they weren't testing on mice. Right? Okay. So that's, that's it. But didn't didn't Monsanto too, did, weren't they involved with the making of like Agent Orange? I'm pretty sure that's, they... Yeah, I believe so. Oh, dude, like, and he's... Yeah, I believe so. It just... Oh, Which was just a weed killer. Agent, yeah, or- Agent Orange so was? Tell that to my buddy's dad, who yeah. completely fried his vocal cords. Like, mm-hmm. he spoke at, mm-hmm. a, at a loud rasp at best, like a loud whisper. He was over there and got... I have relative with prostate cancer. Oh yeah, it did all kinds of yeah, horrible a, stuff. Well, yeah, he was in Vietnam, and um, he, he he's has a, a about a prostate cancer. He's doing really well, but um, as soon as you tell the VA you were in Vietnam and you have prostate cancer, 
boom, Agent Orange recovered. Say that again. Uh, if you're at the VA and you tell them that you have Agent Orange, what do they? What what's their response? No, no, no. If if you go to the VA, so you have in in oh prostate they get cancer. The whatever that you have prostate cancer, and you were in Vietnam, it's automatically Agent Orange VA covers it. Oh, this is according to my relative. Okay, interesting. So, uh, you know, another thing that a lot of people are talking about, too, I'm not trying to change the subject up here, but one of the uh, one of the things that's really starting to that people are starting to talk about. And we're I think we might be working on a, a special on this is weather manipulation. And if you go back to, to uh, Vietnam, it seems there's a lot of information out there that that states that the CIA was involved in like cloud seeding for the purpose of creating a ton of rain. And think about that: if if there's a shitload of rain, the the mud trails that you know the the North Vietnamese, excuse me, I got a burp. You're good. Get it the, out. Uh, trails through the jungle that that uh, the North Vietnamese are coming down the Ho Chi Minh Trail. It was called. If it's raining, dude, you're not walking down that. No, it's become wow. public knowledge that the, uh, I want to say it was the CIA documents that were declassified. Yeah. Had showed that mm-hmm. they were trying to um, affect the monsoon seasons over there. They were like artificially creating monsoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Wow. I think. I think the absolutely whole Hillary- learning such. Oh, absolutely. And once you're aware of it and you start opening your eyes, like I do think that I could be wrong, but I, I have a suspicion that the hurricane fucking killery that was coming, that came up right my way. Um, I think that was some sort of weather manipulation and I don't think it went as planned. I think, I think they were trying to make it a lot more devastating. I could be wrong. Just a theory. I don't even have a whole lot to base on that, to be honest with you, just like my sole opinion on it. And then also, uh, you know, harp and, and all the other shit. Yeah. I know. Oh, sorry about that. But yeah, no, it, uh, there's no doubt that they're, that they're fucking with shit. Like, uh, didn't they just, didn't they just admit that, or did someone admit that the, uh, I think it was the, like an earthquake and was it in Pakistan or Istanbul? Yeah. Turkey. Tur- oh, Turkey. Turkey. There yeah, you go. I thought it yeah, was it was Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, I, I yeah, heard that, Istan- that that's, that's Istanbul. Works, yeah, they're closed, right? Yeah, my, I'm well, telling you, Istanbul, my geography is shit. Istanbul was the former Istanbul name of Istanbul is the capital of Turkey. Okay, oh, well, so that's I was, what okay. it is. No, no, no. Yeah. Istanbul is the capital. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. you go. This guy. Sorry for the delay. No, you're good, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I think we it's got all SGs on deck. Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. But yeah, I think I think it's all tied in, dude. I think it's all tied in. I think it would be cool too. Um I mean we can talk more offline about this, but I like the idea and I I was recently a part of one I kind of to my knowledge, I'm not exactly sure what the plan was, but where we have like a few podcasts all link up and then one one show releases episode one, and you can only find episode one on that person's show, episode two. 
is on a different show and you can only listen to episode two again if it's on that show and then again you do a third or a fourth episode depending on how many people you have brilliant i mean it's Uh, a great way to spread people around yeah so it'd be i mean we could like bang it out and uh i don't know do like once one one episode every two weeks or once a month and then after a couple months, we'll have it all compiled. And then if you want to see episode two, boom, you're going to go over, the, you know, and it makes you, if you like the episode and you want to hear more, it makes you have to go to that next person. And I think that would, uh, I think that would be fucking awesome to do. Just throwing it out there. That would be great. Well, we'll, 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 we'll have to talk, yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, definitely. Now, real quick, I have a quick question for you. We, we this started off talking about sports, college football, um, what do you guys think about what is it, Travis Kelsey and fucking Taylor Swift? <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you this clip, and I'm gonna let you screen share and play it because when I saw it, it broke my heart. I'm a big, you know, I've, I've been an Eagles fan for a long time, and I respect the Chiefs as an organization. You know, I to the person that's probably out there, it's all a script. I I don't care. I love football. Leave me alone. The Chiefs are a good team. Travis Kelsey's a beast, man. And their podcast has been nothing short of just I think that's the kind of stuff that saves the world. (laughs) Like I love their podcast. But when I seen when I seen this uh when I seen this, uh, this, this reel, it just shattered me. And I just realized how long it's been since I've messaged you on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. good. I'm fine. I'll find you one way or the other, uh, one way or another, bro. Um, if you're going to yeah, send it to me on there and I'll, I'll share it. But yeah, I've heard, it's just weird, dude. Um, before he, before we even play this little clip real quick, um, there's pictures of him like with his Pfizer fucking his little blue his little blue oh, band aid with like goodness. Pfizer on it and and then all the Sick. talks about like the NSA or the not the NSA I'm sorry the TSA is gonna start rolling out mask mandates now when you travel uh, via airplane Mm-mm-mm. and yeah man I don't know I think they're setting I think they're setting something up I think there's a tie to the emergency broadcast system that's supposed to be sent out either on the 4th of October or the 11th of October. And then with been like, hearing so, about this. Yeah. And then like COVID coming back and then 5g towers and then fucking the graphene oxide. It's graphene oxide. Yeah. I, I, God, I don't know, man. I don't know. At, at the end of the day, I could be completely wrong, but I, I do I do see that there should be some awareness uh, involving all of these so-called events that we're supposed to be going through here. But you're thinking about it and you're talking about it. And the reason that we're doing that, you say you have no idea, but the reason that we're doing this is because we're not getting the information from the the traditional media houses that should be. They should be doing this, but they're not. You know, instead, we get montage videos of all of these uh, local media stations that are, of course, nationally affiliated with whatever 
three-letter acronym company they're part of. And they're, it, whether it's down in Southern California, whether it's in Arkansas, or whether it's in Iowa, we're getting fed the same bullshit. And the only thing, why did, why did, sounds like we all started podcasting for the same reason, because we're not getting the information from yep. them. They've just, they're just reading off a damn script. Sure. Yep. Well, you've seen, uh, again, speaking of montage, you've seen that montage over like, it, it seemed to me like a hundred different news, news agencies. And they're all saying exactly, exactly the exact same words at the That's exact same time. Yeah. And it's like, Bro, if you, you can't if 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 you look at that and even possibly think that this is a coincidence when these are coming from different states, um, all over the United States at least that I noticed, maybe even out of maybe even out of the U.S. Like, and they're all literally saying the same thing. If you think that's normal, I don't know, man. The days of coincidence are over, my friend. Yep. The days of coincidence are over. Yep. No, I don't. I don't believe in them whatsoever. So actually, funny enough, real quick, I'll play this, but something that just popped into my mind. But Ashley was watching. She put on the very first new episode of American Horror Story and Kim Kardashian is in this show. Well, during the show, she's watching it and there's a very brief clip of a newspaper. And when you zoom into it and look at it, it starts talking about the witches of the cabal. And all this weird shit. And it's like, bro, mm. they're literally giving us the info. Like, they're handing it out to us. Fucking yeah, Rained Out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Rained Out yep. Rantcast. Yep. Um, we we did a collab with him. Uh, I think he's out of... Uh, out of... Uh, yeah, he's on the, on the other um, side of the state. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, the term that stuck with me that he used was soft disclosure. They're telling us all of this stuff. We're, we're all on social media. We're on podcasts releasing it. We're talking about it. And that's the honey, the honeypot trap. That's the capture. They're hooking us. Now they know where to find us. So whatever, man. Hey, somebody's got to, somebody has to talk about this stuff. Yep. And that's exactly what I tell. I tell soft like disclosure. This is your little roll that beautiful bean footage. This is going this this bit this pissed me off, man. (laughs) Oh, right here. Let's play it. I'm gonna throw it up right now. You can get this season's COVID nineteen shot when you get your flu shot. Two things at once. Two things at once. Two things at once. once. I'll have the two things at once, please. Now back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom. Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when get- you can get this season's COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot. Uh, two Bro. things at once. Dude, that has to literally have something. The blue. So he had two band-aids on, right? Two things at once. So it's almost like he went in and got like the original or like he got the first COVID shot and then he got his his booster almost like he's all it's like subliminally making you think because you're going to see the blue but you also you're not going to miss that that tan colored uh band-aid that we all knew we all grew up on i think it's like a mind fuck thing here what they're trying to do i did not see this until he got with taylor go ahead sorry 
Hank? No, I, I think was there's just saying a that. significant symbology connected to blue no, as well. Yeah, the, it's the whole uh, the whole I, I, way the, that yeah. blue plays on your brain and gives you this sense of safety and peace and calm. It, it's being used for well, Yes, yes. So think about this, man. When you when you and I, you know, I'm I'm just I'm I'm bringing it up, but when you read like uh, the book of Exodus from the Old Testament and Moses building the tabernacle that, that, uh, that, that God gives him the instructions for, you know, he's giving him all the dimensions. He's giving him all of the information. This is how you're going to build it, dude, or else. And the fine linen and whatnot, some translations from the Greek translate to lavender, but also blue. And uh, another significant, and another thing as well is in uh if you look at the the hebrews like even today certain orthodox jews in the way that they dress they have and i'm i'm not this isn't you know not going off on any anti-semitic anything here but the the color blue is what they use for uh the the they have like prayer tassels mm -hmm. that uh that they're, they're ordered to wear and what color the blue think about this you've got anytime you think of the star of david it's usually a blue and white flag the un has a blue and white flag america red white and yeah. blue yes france has blue, blue. like red blue white and blue is Russia, also, red white and blue yeah i mean blue's also tied back to uh, I mean, it could be tied back as far as royalty had access to the color. I mean, because we know that there for the longest time, most civilizations did not have a word for the color blue. They did not. That's why they like, couldn't make dyes either. Right. <clears throat> um, when they eventually figured it out, it was reserved like purple was for the royalty. And so over yeah, time, it's what got it's what got Caesar killed, right? So over time, you've got a steady buildup of subliminal messaging, whether you want to call it that or you want to mm -hmm. call it just whatever subtle influences through the years and generations and decades to where we see blue and something about it instinctually makes us let our guard down or want to go there because we think of peace or safety like pacifying we we identify and think of like you know we we most of in my world like i have two twin brothers one one got the color blue and one got the color red so that they could have separate stuff. And it's almost like red is the mm. opposite of blue. And so you think about what red gets associated with. Red gets associated with, with danger, with extreme conditions or evil. Bulls seeing red. Right. A, a mind state Aggression. of uncontrollable rage. And yes. then you start thinking about why would 
first off, we use these colors in that way so that we automatically, without control, start having deep physiological changes to just the appearance of the color. Just seeing the color changes the way we perceive, you know, what comes next. And then you start to think about, well, why would these colors today be used in the manner that they're used? You know, it, you, the, the, especially with the world of symbols and all that, it just, it, it's endless. It's an endless, just rabbit hole. Jeff, you all right, bro? Debauchery. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good, dude. So I was just thinking <laughs> as we're talking about the blue, I just seen, have you guys ever seen the commercials? And I'm going to say like blue, violet, where they put it on your teeth and then it autumn, they look super white. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a show. I, it might have been, um, I don't even know what it was, probably, I don't know, Ryan Dean and Ghost on Cunts or something like that. But apparently, from what I heard, and again, maybe it was not that podcast, but blue, it actually doesn't cover up the yellow. The blue, the, the frequency of the blue blocks out the frequency of the yellow. So you're still kind of seeing yellow, but the blue is able to, but it, it the fact that it was based on like a frequency. Yeah, I do that, believe that was on an episode of Cunt not too long ago because they were one of the first ones I heard talking about the color blue in reference to Maui. Yes. And then the, and, they kind of went on a lot of people been talking about it yeah and they went on a spiel for an episode or two where they brought that up quite frankly played a lot of clips about it and then you you know we've seen we've probably all seen the one clip of the person at the house with the laser with the different colored cloths that burns everything but the blue colored cloth um everything i mean and we've talked about this ad nauseum Kyle, of everything's vibrating. Even this glass bottle that is holding this perfectly chilled Dos Equis, it it it's vibrating. It emits its own frequency. You know, it like you know, I've alluded to lately, our emotions, intention within your mind, whether I choose to lie to you or not, emits its own frequency, which is just measured vibration right? That's all frequency is, is measured vibration. And mm -hmm. it makes sense to apply that same logic to color because color is just visible vibration. If you want to get real, real simple with it. So it, Memphis it, you know, is the home of the blues. Yep. I feel blue, you know. We're gonna take this real deep, huh? Dude, this woo. Yeah. You guys but him ass. But then like blue is also kind of like this limit that's been placed on us as humanity because the you know, we look up at the sky and we see the sky is blue and so I know that I'm in the camp that believes we've never left that blue sky. Like, I don't, I don't think we've, I know you are brother. Uh, I don't think we've ever left 
the what we inhabit. I don't know what the hell this is. I, I now, now hold on. I'm not exactly tracking. Can you clarify just a little bit? I believe that the Earth is more than likely flat, and that we have never. Okay. See, I'm not. I'm not one of those people that'll say space is fake and gay because I do believe that space is very real, and there probably are planets and stuff going on out there. But I just don't think we've ever made it to it. I don't think it's flat in the shape of relative like a pancake, uh... but I don't think it's a globe. I think I, I've I think me and Drew presented some pretty good evidence on our show that we did about it. Um that regardless of what the shape actually is, because I almost buy into many earth or many lands theory more than I believe in just a legitimate flat plane, but it's definitely not the globe that's that be, that's being pushed. It's not the blue marble that NASA wants you to believe it is. Yeah, you guys are way talking way above my head, way out of my <laughs> league. Uh, my boy, my boy TP would be the guy. Uh, to be frank, I'm trying to think of conversations that we've had before. I can't say. I I I, I don't know that he you know, is a flat earther, yada, yada, yada. But uh, he is the dude, man. He's the guy to talk to about this. So we should, uh, we should definitely talk offline about getting some more stuff together. But sure. uh, he's going to be reeling that we're talking about this and he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out TP. I'm excited to hear what you got to say. See, I just got introduced yeah, to uh... tonight too, rocking. Yeah, uh, TP was telling me that that like he's like the nerd, uh, E rocks the rock star, and you're like the sports <laughs> guy. So I was like, man, that fucking uh, works because I was the band geek in high school I'm, that I'm really just... digs baseball, and my co-host is a cop. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the sports guy, just like I I have Iowa Hawkeye season tickets, man, and that's that's about it. Um. That's a as far me, as baby. watching sports, no, not really. But, but I, I am the sports guy. I'm just not much of a sports guy, bro. <laughs> hey, that's cool. I mean, it, we've we've all got our passions. I don't hate on any because unless you're Ryan Dean, who says that baseball players aren't athletes, garbage take, hot garbage. No, <laughs> um, I will say this about baseball. That's one of the most boring blocks of television I've ever seen in my life. No offense, and I'm sorry. I do agree, too. I do agree with that, too. But I think <laughs> more than in golf? person, it's better. See, I love golf. 100%. Yeah, damn, dude. Baseball's more boring than golf. I love golf. I'll On speak TV? for myself. In baseball, you might see somebody get hit in the face or something, like either with a fist or a ball. You might see Randy bat. Johnson hit a bird. bird yep. You're not gonna see that on <laughs> on on the Saint Augusta back nine, bro. Like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> they happen at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, if it does, I would pay damn good money to watch fucking Rory McIlroy smack a 254-yard drive and just nail a bird in the apex. That would be awesome. <laughs> I grew up playing baseball, and I and I did I enjoyed it when I was like playing baseball, and I would sit like I would actually have interest to sit down and watch these two teams battle it out. 
but I mean, my, I, I just, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, I like the sport of baseball. Like I said, I played it all the way up until high school. I love, it's the only sport. It's like the, one of the biggest commitments I've ever made in my entire life, but watching it in person and watching it from a TV are like fucking night and day, night and day. But a lot of people mm. could say the same thing. Like for me, when it comes to football and UFC, I would love to go to a UFC fight, but I have the best view in the house, mm-hmm. dude. Sitting on my couch and watching all the cameramen do their job, and I don't miss. Occasionally, I'll have a referee get in the fucking way, but I still get a. Sh- and if you notice, just walk, dude, walk to the pisser. Yeah, dude, and I, and and even when uh, like you look at the announcers, when the announcers are announcing, they're not looking up at the fighters because they're only seeing one. You know, the octagon, right? They're only seeing one side of it. So they're actually looking down at the best view of the fight. Again, too, in football and any other sports where there's uh, when someone throws a red flag and they challenge the play, they're not watching. Mm-hmm. They don't go back and sit from one position in the stands and be like, we're going to judge it off of this. They get the best view possible. You know what I mean? I don't hey, know. hey, not to change the subject, but uh, I think if you go back to our episode... 31 uh gosh going back um we interviewed pat militich i don't know if you are familiar with that name name sounds so familiar he was he was one of the pioneers of mixed martial arts in um bringing different systems together uh muay thai kickboxing wrestling you know wrestling here in iowa i'll tell you this uh, I'm an Iowa season ticket holder. My wife is a uh, alumni of the University of Iowa, yep. so I, I I get a lot of information and whatnot. You you'll find a ticket, and they they're they're both done in the same place, but uh, the same arena. You'll find a ticket to a basketball game, but you're gonna have trouble finding a ticket to a wrestling meet, big time. But uh, uh, so Pat Militich, I believe he I can't remember if it's middleweight. I think it was middleweight. He was the first UFC middleweight champion, actually, to get that belt. And we interviewed him. Wow. Um, so shout out to to Pat Militich. He's a podcaster, too. And, and uh, an all-around badass. So really dude. cool dude. Extremely smart dude. That's really awesome. That is fucking dope, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it, oh, man, that's awesome. I've, I've, got, a, I've got something well, it, sniffing it, in the it works. It makes it easy. He's... He's from right here, around here, so oh, it awesome. makes it really easy. I've got a, I've got something boiling in the works that probably won't happen until after the MLB season ends. But <laughs> I've been in touch with a, a major league pitcher. Uh, he's on an active Whoa. roster right now. Uh, he's agreed to come on the show. I'm so stoked to be able to just to pick his brain. Yes. I'm Congratulations, looking forward to it. Hank. Yeah, man, dude. I've I've I chalked that up as a huge win. Um absolutely. I've also I'm I'm trying to figure out the best way to reach out to Bryce Mitchell, Thug Nasty. Arkansas, I was gonna say Spiders. something about him earlier. I gotta get Arkansas. him on. He's got some hot takes. <laughs> yeah, you bet. He's not afraid to say him either. No. And I think it might have got I don't see because I don't I don't watch the UFC. I don't keep somewhere around 
10 years ago, I was watching somebody just get their eyebrow beat off. And I was just like, man, why do I sit here and watch two people try to hurt each other? And I just left it alone because I used to really enjoy it back when Chuck Liddell and Tito, uh, Tito Ortiz, mm-hmm. uh, BJ Penn, back when they were real hot, George St. Pierre mm-hmm. was young. Like, I used to really get down with USC, and then I just was sitting there one night, and it was just something changed, and it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Like, I could never go to USC event live and be in person to witness something, because I've been in some pretty bad fights, and I've seen some pretty bad fights live. Like, I don't – I don't. that's cool, man. Like, I respect it. (laughs) I'm not going to stoop to Ryan Dean's level until – say that they're not athletes because they definitely are athletes no but uh yeah i just it's not for me at all but i i definitely am wanting to hook up with with bryce and and tie, pick his mind just to see you know what he's willing to come on here and say because i i ain't gonna stop anybody from saying anything you know pretty much he's mm-hmm. got some he's got some and like you said, he ain't scared to say nothing. So I mean, hopefully no. that'll no. that'll happen. Um, something I was thinking about earlier. We've had president number forty-five as John as Donald Trump, and if he gets elected again, he'll be president number forty-seven. Kyle, what's four plus five? Ninety-two. No, four plus five is nine, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I was four plus seven would be 11, right? The one, one. So you'd have nine, 11. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hold on, hold on. The number symbology 45th. Yep, little Dramatria 47. Yeah, okay, okay. I was doing 45 plus 47, which was yeah, you're trying to be way too smart, bro. Like I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it simple, homie. <laughs> I'm counting on digits over Roman here. I only got twenty of them. Roman numeral number two. That's nine eleven. Wow. And that's yep. And they're two. They're two apart. Forty five to forty seven has got a two, and it would be two presidencies. Technically, like separate. You know, it wasn't. They didn't run off. Yeah. And then yeah, and then. 45 or five to seven is two so that's two technically you'd have yeah wow i just i just wish we could elect a president that wasn't a senior citizen that'd be really cool you know to happen do you guys have in iowa and arkansas do you guys have like do you see more primarily like I'm not even say, saying Republican Democrat. I'm just saying like Biden or Trump. Like you're either seeing a lot of Biden shit or you're seeing a lot of Trump shit. What do you Neither. what do you all see? <laughs> uh, folks around here are done with both of them. Like my boss swears up and down Vivek Ramaswamy is the savior of the world. And I'm just like, okay, guy. <laughs> I did too. I did too until I listened to I I, I listened to a couple things. Dude, and my I, thing I, is, is we're research. never gonna get a candidate that's not gonna have have played the game to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter who we ultimately end up having to vote for; they've played the game to get there. Whether that's and, and see, 
I'm not a Trumper man, but I think Trump was really the exception to that rule. Like, I think the left put him in the place that, like, to look like he had a chance to win, fully believing that he was never going to beat Hillary. And then he fucked around and beat Hillary, and they didn't know what to do. They've been in shambles since then, because since then it's just been a, a, a ceaseless onslaught. Like, Russia, Russia, Russia. (laughs) <laughs> that was that, I had to look down at the video and make sure that was you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's been one thing after another, and to this day, and like I said, I'm not necessarily a fan. I didn't vote for Trump twice. I voted against Hillary and against Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I I see what they're doing to the man and it's clear as day that they're only doing this because they can't control him. They're scared of him. While he did play the game, once he got into the ringleader seat, because I'm not one of those people that's going to sit there and just ride the man's chode and not look at the fact that he started the massive spending spree, which led to the Biden economy. Mm -hmm. He started pushing the jab he put Fauci. He didn't necessarily put Fauci in place. He ke- he kept Fauci. Didn't get in rid place. of him. Yeah, he kept him there. While he did get rid of a few people, I'm not willing to chalk it up to he just didn't know who was around him. You don't you whether so, you like the man or not, you don't accumulate the business prowess and reputation that. He's he he's got to this day by not knowing who's around you. He said it. He's he said as much as that. You know, he said that I, I donated the money to the to the campaigns and the politicians because yep. I had to play that game. Yep. And if you think about the the place that he was developing, uh, the land that he was developing in Manhattan and whatnot, it was not only that. But there was at one point in time where every single cubic yard of concrete that was being poured in New York City, the mob was getting a cut off of that. So not only politicians and whatnot, he had to deal with those people. And then I guess to answer your question, uh, what I'm what I'm seeing up here in Iowa, Chef, is the most enthusiastic support is for Donald Trump. Don't see any Biden anything because that dude's dead and all like brain dead and, and all of the, his voters know it, but they just hate Trump so much that uh, they're willing to do whatever it is to make sure he doesn't get in office. But as far as, as voting and Hank, you mentioned Vivek Rama, Vivek, excuse me, Ramaswamy earlier, and then all the other myriad of candidates. Dude, I think we're beyond elections, guys. I think we are beyond the pale. We're past the point of no return. And Washington, nobody from Washington is going to get us out of this mess. That's my take. I, I agree with that, but there, and I don't have an explanation as to why this is, but I still have a part of me that will not let me sit idly by. Well, there's just a part of me that will not believe the fact that it doesn't matter if I go to that poll or not. I begged my wife last year, please go vote. 
please go vote in local elections too, not just the the federal elections. Please go vote. Please. What if it comes down to one vote? Your vote's that vote. I'm gonna cuss you the hell out if your vote was that vote. You know, it's like I I know that my vote doesn't matter. I know that they're selected, not elected. But I still refuse to believe that sitting back and doing nothing is the answer. I agree. And until I can figure out a better answer, going to that poll and voting for whoever has an R next to them is the only way I know how to go about operating. Like uh, Dan Bongino says, I'm not telling you that Republicans are the solutions to all your problems, but you can damn sure rest your bet that Democrats are the cause of them. I can't get behind that. I'm not going to say that there aren't swampy Republicans. I'm a registered independent. I don't like voting for the party. I like voting for the person. That's why I throw my hat in the ring for Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis, if we're going to be honest. I don't care what his ties are. I don't care how he got to where he got. What I care about is Florida is a damn good place to live right now. Florida's got a banging economy. They actually care about their children. They're passing legislation that protect children and the parents of those children. I, I, I wouldn't mind that man being in the White House. I mean, shit, he can't do no worse than Biden. And, and, and honestly, I think he would ultimately be somebody that people would come around to throwing their weight behind more than Trump because he doesn't go out and say crazy shit every other five minutes. Like, I would love Trump if he would just shut the hell up because then I wouldn't know about all the crazy shit. But because he's just so willing to put it out there, I'm just like, God, bro, hey, dude, I get it. You're from New York. You don't give a damn. You got to chill out, man. Like, you don't have to go to Twitter with every little... Like, I used to do that, too, when I got my feelings hurt, broke up when I was 16, run to Facebook and make some sad story. Yeah, I I used to do that, too, man. Like, 20 years ago, we got to grow up sometimes. Like, Twitter's not your friend, bro. He would have just kept his mouth shut. He'd been the president this whole time. That's all he had to do was shut the hell up. But he couldn't quit crying about fucking all this other little shit. And he just, they hate me because I'm orange. <laughs> Crooked Hillary. Like, bro, I'm skeptical be, of DeSantis personally. I mean, of course, who's not? But at this point well, in time, Theo, what's my option? I mean, what are my options? Well, Vivek, yeah, who, well, who just took I told you money? where I'm coming from. So... So you said um, you said that you don't you don't care about DeSantis's background. That's fair. Um, something that really troubles me and creates a, a great deal of angst with me about Ron DeSantis. I don't know where you guys stand on this exactly, but he was like a Navy JAG lawyer, so he was an officer in the Navy. That uh, I think he was like attached to a SEAL team or, or the SEALs or something like that. But what, what's troubling to me is that I, I think that he did a lot of stuff down in Guantanamo and, uh, mm. you know, God only knows what's going on down there, um, what he did. So I don't know. It, it kind of freaks me out. And then uh, 
as far as like voting for for Republicans, I think I'm still a registered Republican. I, I hate to even admit that. I just found that out. Well, don't feel that was bad because of I one damn near went and switched this last summer. I need to re-up my driver's license. Well, and and that I, was one candidate back in like 2008 that I was campaigning for. Perhaps you guys have heard of him, Ron Paul. Yep. Rand yeah. Paul's father. Yep. 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 Uh, awesome dude. Um, but, uh, uh, so think about this. Did you guys hear about the impeachment of Texas uh, Attorney General uh, Paxton? What's his first name? I can't remember his first name. I do believe, I, but it's been a that wasn't bit, Democrats, correct? Or did that just happen? What do you mean? Been a little bit. The, yeah, he got impeached, and that yeah, that wasn't was that Democrats recent? doing that. That was, yeah, that was just within the last couple of months. I don't think he's even allowed in his office. Wow. But. That was that was the Bush Republicans down in Texas. And it's funny because uh, attorney general at the state level is usually an elected position. Texas is no exception to that. And who did he run against? He ran against a Bush. Hmm. And the faction of Republicans that were actually going after him for the impeachment with no evidence. There wasn't any evidence. And um, he wasn't allowed to essentially bring any evidence to support himself. Man, that was Bush Republicans going yeah, after him. So, the, yeah. And I, I, I again, special... again, I, yeah. You're good. Well, you let, let, no, I go can, ahead. I could speak from some personal experience here. Uh, I consider Texas, while they're not part of the deep South, like the Texas is still part of the South in my mind, anyhow. And mm -hmm. there's a famous line by Alabama in their song, Song of the South, that says, Daddy was a veteran, a Southern Democrat. We ought to get a rich man to vote like that. Well, let's examine that real quick. What were the Southern Democrats? The Southern Democrats were the Jim Slave Crow owners. guys. Yes, sir. Yep. They were the 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 separationists. They were the slave owners, to put it bluntly. They yes, they were the the KKK. Yes, the proponents of white supremacy. And mm -hmm. what has happened is. Over the decades from the 50s and the 60s into the 90s and the 2000s is these Democrats stopped running as Democrats and started running as Republicans and made it look as mm -hmm. if they've always been Republicans. So you've had several governors. I know of at least two that have run here in Arkansas, ran for years and years as a Democrat, never got elected, ran a Republican for one time, you know, and, and boom, got it. <clears throat> the South, it's a very, very weird place, man. Like, Southern Republicans are true conservatives. You can say it. Like, Southern Republicans, like, in my opinion, like, I consider myself to be fairly, like, on a scale of 10, like, I'm a hard 7.75 .7 on the conservative scale. Like, because I do, you know, enjoy some liberal activities but <laughs> um 
for the most part, I'm as conservative as it can get. I don't want government in my life. I don't want the police in my life. I want to be left alone to collect my rainwater, dig my well, grow my garden. I don't want to hear about no restrictions on any constitutional rights. I don't abolish the income tax, all that good stuff. But what you have today is the upper class of the South that call themselves Republicans and conservatives. They're just Democrats. They're just Democrats. I, I, Mm -hmm. another hat tip to Dan Bongino. He likes to say that most, most Republicans are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And I think Um, that's the truest thing he could ever say. Chef, you got something or or am I cool to go? No, I I did. I kind of lost my train of thought and not in a bad way because I was just so I was listening to what Hank was saying. But um, no, I literally I literally just lost my train of thought. But I did have something to say about uh, something to do with about Republicans. Well, I was going to chime in and say, like, fuck the bushes. Like, I don't agree with anything. I don't agree with any of that. (laughs) <laughs> and that mm-hmm. all t- that all ties mm-hmm. back to um, a few years ago, 9-11, as you guys well know, I'm sure there's a lot of hands that that took place in that. But I tend to the, the face of the blame goes to to the bushes there. And my it, just my opinion, I think there's a lot more to it. But yeah, no, I think there's a lot of different parties and I don't think it's all about. You know, again, again, as Hank, it, it just gets it gets really fuzzy. It gets really fuzzy with the red and the blue and the division that we have. I think there's a lot of other good candidates out there. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I, I don't really don't have an answer because I do think all of them are. I think they might have started off good. Some of them had good intentions, and I think eventually what ends up happening is is the money gets involved in all sorts of ways oh, yeah. and you're being yeah. bribed by by this group and by this group and by this group and if you do this we'll support you here we'll give you money here and so it's really hard to trust any of them and even again even if they start out good eventually what's going to happen is, is there's going to be some money involved there's going to be some corrupt some corrupt politicians bribing here and there and I think a lot of that all, all all ties back to, you know, everyone's like, well, where's the list? Where's the list? Where's the list? You're not going to fucking get the list, dude. It's not going to happen anytime right. soon because people that you look up to and people that, that you see fit in power, there's a very good chance. It's almost like a spider web. They might be not, they might not be directly connected with, with the list, but they're, they're going to have to implicate their friends, their family in order to bring them down. And they're not going to be willing to ever do that. So I think it's just a big web of lies and deceitfulness. But if you are going to vote, which I, I'm still going to say, I think you should do it. It was told to me when I was young, if I don't vote, I should have no bitching rights at all. I shouldn't be able to even talk about it because you didn't even at least vote you at the very least. You didn't vote. 
All right. Can, can I get in here for Let's one go. sec? Let's go. All right. I have, I have two things. I'm going to get to what you just said first. Um, if you don't vote, you have no say. And uh, this is an awesome conversation because, you know, we don't agree, but we're, we're just having a conversation. I'm going to yep. get to why I don't agree right here. Because uh, are you guys, you guys like a good plate of food, I'm sure, as much as the next guy, right? Yep. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the only two options that we have when it comes to a federal election for president is a, a choice of bread. You have a, a nice brioche bun on one side. It's tasty. It's a little sweet, com- comparable to a Hawaiian roll, right? Yes, sir. And then on the other side, you have this beautiful, beautiful, It's a, and it's a totally different type of bread. It's like a ciabatta. It's hard on the outside. It's crusty. And then it's airy on the inside. It's delicious. But you cut those buns open, and then you slop a big old pile of shit on them. And you ask me to take a bite. Well, I don't eat it sandwiches. So, <laughs> so I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna still I'm gonna still say it even if I don't have a say. And what I guess what I'm saying to that point is I don't I don't eat shit sandwiches, bro. But uh, <laughs> no, I I get where you're coming I love from. It. I, I, love I really it. do. Um, I love it. But 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 just to backtrack, just to backtrack a little bit about the split of parties and the sort of blurred lines in between who is where and whatnot. There was a guy in the mid 20th century that was in the Senate. He was a Senator from Ohio named Robert Taft. Okay. And his nickname, I hope I'm getting all this right because I'm using my phone to connect to you guys and I don't really have any resources in front of me, but here goes his his nickname, Robert Taft's nickname, was Mr. Republican. This guy, like, was the embodiment of all of these um, Republican and conservative principles. Now, at that time, we're getting out of the war, and the UN is created, and and we're starting to get into NATO, which is essentially just the military wing of the UN. And you can, you don't have to look too hard to see all of the bad stuff that has come out of that. Well, he voted against being in NATO. Imagine that. We've been talking about Bush and all of these interventionist Republicans when it comes to foreign policy. Well, this guy named Mr. Republican, he he voted that we do not join NATO, which in my opinion, history would have been a lot better yep. uh, had we not. And yep. it, it would be better if we decided to get out right now. But it it wasn't long after that. I mean, it wasn't more than a couple decades where there was a new wing of the Republican Party created, and they're still around today. The Bushes are are part of this neoconservative wing, the neocons. We've all heard the term, right? And that is where the war and the interventionism really, really started for the Republican Party, because they were the non-interventionist party. I mean, just think about the 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 limited government uh, state of mind would lead one to not want to intervene, intervene internationally, militarily. But the neoconservatives were actually those Democrats mm-hmm. that moved over to the Republican Party. And that's where they came from. So that that's my point. No, that's great. I love it. 
I love it. And I think this the shit sandwich analogy was fucking awesome. First of all, love it. Love Thanks. it. Thank I'm, you, man. I'm, I'm very familiar with brioche and ciabatta. But I, <laughs> I well, Southern California. Oh, dude, that's. I just want to know: Was there any ranch or bacon on that shit sandwich? Because that heavily <laughs> influences. Heavily does, it right, it does, right. actually, does it matter? It does. Does it matter? But what I was gonna say is that. Hey, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip out for a pee real quick. I'll be right back. Go ahead. All right, you're brother. good, brother. Oh, that's so great, dude. How great Love is it. this guy? Love it, dude. I'm having a blast, man. I feel bad for the folks that skipped out on us. You should all feel horrible. <laughs> Bro, don't even don't even get me started on that one. Oh, I'm just I'm just playing. No, I am, I am, I am, I am. I was but I'm but you know what? It's like weird how that how it works out because it does work out. It does work out in some weird way yeah. where <clears throat> if you can imagine like I'm still on my show and you're sh- I'm still going to invite a bunch more people and I like it when it's a big group of people, but it's so much more intimate when it's just a couple people. Cause if you, again, if you can imagine like you already can, you've been there, you've done that there's yeah. been sessions that you've had where it's like 10 people trying to talk. And so no, it, it, it um, it's working out Oh yeah, beautifully sure. on my boy's day of birth. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Now, this is this has been we done been all over the map. We done talked some ball, we done talked some football, some baseball, we done talked geography, fucking American history, we dipped into the political realm. The color blue. talked about flat earth. And you know, you brought up a banging point when you were talking about um when you brought red and blue into the Depub- the Republican Republican Democrat talk. I didn't even think about that when I was going on my little tirade, you know, uh, what, you know, you always see blues associated with Democrats and reds associated with Republicans. Mm-hmm. It, it is just, where does it, where does the mental onslaught stop? And it doesn't look, look at that flag right there. Yeah. That's, been that's, that's our flag. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's actually based off of the French flag. So, because uh, prior to the Louisiana purchase of 1803, yes. I believe Arkansas was purchased. Yeah, from from France as well. So the, yeah. that's where our flag comes from. Yeah, there's a old spelling of Arkansas that involves Q's and shit, and it's from the time that um, France owned our, uh, this part of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, our capital is Des Moines. There's, yeah. There are a few S's that weren't pronounced. Yep. Yeah, this is wild, boys. This is Dude, good I've, stuff, man. man. I, so I had like able to two cups of coffee. My boy been up since, what did you say? You've been the, working four. since four? I got, I got up at three this morning. Uh... I uh, decided to spice it up with a, a pot of coffee and some, how's this for French? Some, uh, some La Croix, sparkling water. I'm amped up, boys. I'm ready to go. La, this is a blast. La Croix. There's, La Croix. Actually, 
there's actually a little community about 20 minutes south of me called Frenchman's Bayou. And oh, I'm not exactly yeah. sure why it's called Frenchman's Bayou. I'm, I'm assuming it has to do with the fact that France used to own this shit, but. Well, that and uh, you're close to uh, Louisiana as well, right? Yep. So the uh, the Cajuns were, so we know that Australia was like a penal colony for the for Great Britain, right? Yeah. Well, that's what Louisiana was for Quebec. Ain't that some shit? So they, they were sending all those French badasses down there. Just shipping them and, down there. Uh, that's what I think the the Yeah, yeah, you bet. So There's they sent a bunch of French criminals from Quebec to <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. I, I yeah. actually didn't know that about Louisiana. I didn't either. <clears throat> I, I think I'm correct I just on that. Yeah, that I the Cajuns are descendants was of, always, of criminals from. I just assumed it always was because that was the mouth of the Mississippi and they needed somewhere to have a southern route, of, you know, for trade and stuff. Huh. I'm I'm gonna dig into that. See, there's yeah, I mean, all kind of if there's all kind of shows I want to do that probably wouldn't interest Drew at all. Like there's there's been rumors that there were a native race of giants that lived here, like Native Americans, but they were like eight plus feet tall people that I've been slowly trying. I, it's, that's what I would believe. That's what I would believe. But uh, there's an art of paper, art a paper, newspaper article. Damn it, that was from the 1800s that I've been trying to validate and find other literatures about. But it's not a really easy subject to get too much information on around. No, here. no, that's like trying to find information on. Klaus Schwab's history. <laughs> and I think it's, I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination to believe that there were probably several different, um, oh shit, races of natives that were probably what we would today consider to be giants. I mean, I've put it out there mm -hmm. that it, in my mind, if all you had to do to get around was run, then you'd probably over a few hundred years grow some pretty long legs. <laughs> you know, uh, we're told that these people hunted, you know, herds of buffalo and whatever. And I ain't never seen no buffalo, but I imagine it could boot scoot and boogie pretty quick. And I know me. Oh, you've never seen one? I mean, no, third <laughs> dude. They will move, man. They will kill your ass. Hey, no, no offense, chef, but yeah. uh, if you go to Yellowstone, man, there are stupid people from California that get themselves killed every year because they think they want to go up there and take a picture with that two thousand pound battering ram, and they get <laughs> flung up twenty feet in the air, and it's over. But no, it's it's it's. I'm glad you. <laughs> brought that up i actually i have a buddy that uh i have a buddy in the area he's originally from new mexico and he's just a 
badass dude. But his uh his side hobby is just reading books on on giants and and uh, Nephilim and whatnot. Um, this is another TP thing, man. So he's the one that really turned me on to this, and I ended up buying the book. Are you guys familiar with the book of Enoch? E N O C H. Yeah, I own it. So the have, I own it. Yeah, have you have you dug into like the story at all and like got the got the picture? Um, I I have read it, and I don't even think I've finished it. But I have the Book of Enoch and the Lost Books of the Bible, so I've dug into like a lot of other books. But I'm pretty familiar with the Book of Enoch, and yeah, dude, yeah, I've got a base understanding about what it says. The giants, well, yeah. And- it- Oh, sorry. Uh, the gi- what's that's it? what the was giants- destroyed during the flood, right? No. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna mention uh, the giants of. I'm a, I hope I pronounce this right. Uh, in Afghanistan, Gandafar. Yeah. Kandahar. Okay, yeah. Kandahar. The Kandahar giant dude. TP TP TP. Shout out, brother. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude, but the story, like, right, there were these watchers, these angels that were watching over Earth and whatnot, and they saw these Earth women, and they're like, they look nice. You know, we like them. We're going to we're gonna make a secret pact, and we're going to do this behind God's back. Like, you can do something like that. And um, just imagine what what would happen when, when um, let's say, these heavenly quote unquote, whether that they're good or evil beings, um, polymorph or whatever, because we're talking, you know, we're, we're talking about they're, they're not like of the flesh, right? And they polymorph and then they, they plant a seed in a woman. Well, you're going to get some crazy abomination. And that's like the, the idea of why the flood happened. So like, I'm, I'm going to get rid of these damn things. Yep. You know, is what God was saying. And, and, uh, yeah, and then you get into the story of David and Goliath and whatnot, and it's nuts. It's nuts. Just to add on to the Watchers, if you've ever seen the movie, um, oh shit, I don't, is it is it called Exodus? It's got some Russell Crowe. He stars as a uh, Noah, and it does a really good. I job. think it's called Noah. Actually, it is called Noah. Um, like I said, it's got Russell Crowe and uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, probably one of mm-hmm. my top five favorite actors mm. of all time. But uh, it does a really good job of showing the world the way the Bible won't at that time about how there were huge cities and mm-hmm. folks like Tubal Cain, and they were just these. Yeah earthly warlords basically that were just corrupt for they all they wanted was power and knowledge and these fallen that were were referred to as the watchers were the providers of such Mm -hmm. knowledge but then towards yes towards the the time as, as it as the flood drew near they started to realize that they were on the wrong side of the fight (laughs) because you can't really fight God. And they decided Mm -hmm. to instead (laughs) help Noah and Noah's family. And as the movie suggests, if it weren't for the watchers, Noah and his family never would have survived. But um, there is 
Definitely. And I know that there's people out there that will discredit the book of Enoch because they say that it, that Enoch claims to be the Christ. I haven't seen that myself. I don't know if that's true or not, but I believe that we can't discredit the fact that there was a, a world happening before the flood and that the flood didn't just happen yeah. because folks didn't believe in God. It was because the the angels that God kicked out of heaven were literally about to corrupt the entire planet. Yeah, well, they did. They did. Down to, I mean, and, almost uh, it's down the, to every and, single soul. Yeah, that's why God wanted to wipe it out. And uh, it was called the antediluvian area era, I believe, um, the the pre-flood world. Um, yeah, it's crazy, dude. What, how, man, we have taken a trip through the universe tonight. I was just thinking, is, you know, it's been a podcast on the six four three conspiracy when you've talked about literally politics, religion, flat earth. <laughs> geography sports every you we betcha. have touched all the bases tonight i couldn't be more thrilled this is awesome and, and and i don't i don't want you to ever think that somebody's gonna we can disagree all day long brother i don't I, that is the least of my concerns i will never lash out and disrespect somebody simply because i don't agree with them most of the times I don't agree with somebody. I love hearing why they, you know, it, mm-hmm. to me, it, like I always say, it's not enough to simply say that you believe. If you don't know why you believe, then you really don't believe. And so when somebody could be well, like, yeah, I disagree yeah. with you, but here's why, then it's like, oh, shit, that's what's mm-hmm. up. Because now we can compare and contrast our supporting evidence and then maybe who knows between us doing that we come to a decision you know a, a, a different conclusion altogether and we both walk away satisfied that i was gonna say that, that we, we can have a respectful conversation we, we're doing just fine because you guys aren't bringing some cookie cutter bullshit to the table as far as i'm concerned yeah so well, i'm starting my the cookie cutter to, bullshit to break away from any of the molds um You've probably heard me say that as far as religion's concerned, if you can call yourself a name as far as that be like I was raised as a member of the Church of Christ with Catholic, Baptist, missionary, Baptist, Kojic, Lutheran, Presbyterian, whatever you want to call yourself. If you can call yourself something, you've probably got it wrong because you've relied more on man's institution than gods to me the the answer to a collective a collective identity as opposed to your own it's not so much a collective identity i just think that for me to go sit in a building and adhere to a certain set of principles that completely contradict what the what the meaning was ultimately supposed to be like i i mean I've dug into different denominations a little bit. I've, I've gone to different churches, um, but being raised church of Christ, that's the one I'm most knowledgeable about. Like 
growing up, whenever anybody would ask me, you know, where do I go to church? And I tell them I go to church of Christ. And they're like, oh, you're the ones that believe everybody else is going to hell, don't you? And I try to, I try to be like, no, but then I sit there and think about it. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what they teach is that if you're not a member really? of the church of Christ, you're pretty much going to hell. And I'm just like, man, well, the that's day wild. I realized that that was some bullshit, I was like, man, I'm, I, I really don't like, I really haven't been church since because there's no point in it. I don't think the Bible says that. No. And and, and if you (laughs) know what the Bible says, the Bible says that it, that that it's between you and God, not between you and a church Mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. And so I think the more, which I, and I don't think there's anything with reaching out to somebody trying to learn any about a specific topic or something, but to go sit in a building and just believe everything that the man behind the pulpit says is gospel truth. I think that's a dangerous game. You're playing with your soul. And if you really want to know the questions, then you've got to go to the scripture and you've got to talk to God and then you'll figure it out. That's where I'm at with it. And I, and I hate it because like, I don't know how to, really treat the situation with my kids because I can't break down what they need to know into a eight year old and 12 year old level. You know, it's like, I can barely understand it at 33, but like, they've got to start learning because my kids really don't even know about Jesus. You know, they, they know that, you know, they've got a Bible. They, I think they look at it, but they don't like my oldest daughter. She, she carries it around and like, a, a fork fell in the sink the other day out of the, out of the dish drain. And she went, ran the, got the Bible and was like, demon, get that up. Just like, girl, you bet. First off, first off, quit playing. Because if you get some shit popping off in my house tonight, I'm going to be mad. I have to work in the morning. I cannot move tonight. <laughs> we got to live here for at least the rest of this lease, honey. Like I need you to stop. We're not going to acknowledge what's in the corner messing with the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but like they don't they don't know and i can't provide it to them and i understand that and i feel like i'm depriving them of that relationship but i just don't feel like the answer is taking them to some listen to some other man tell them what it is like because who i mean at the end of the day man's fallible man like i it's the age-old quandary you know how can i trust anything that a man's done because a man's always going to be wrong but then I heard something today that was like somebody arguing that they couldn't trust the Bible because it was written by a man. But then the dude was like, well, who else was supposed to write it? And I was like, damn, that's a good question. And if you think about well, it, who else was supposed to write it? I mean, because the giraffe, <laughs> the, the birds in the sky, were they going to write this book? I mean, a, a man's hand had to pen it. It's just, once again, I think it's another, another rabbit hole that we can fall down and never really find our, find ourselves in a settled set spot. I think, I think to be a follower of Christ means that you're always evolving in your way of thought, because we're never going to fully know, at least that's my opinion. The best we can do is the best we can do. Sure. Dio, what do you think, bro? Man, you guys are uh, 
you're uh, talking talking some uh, some stuff that's really really a, uh, I don't know how to say this. Finally, uh, <clears throat> at this point in my life, where uh, I'm I'm coming around, and I've been I have been reading the Bible. Uh, that's a result as far as I'm concerned. By the way, do you guys have me on video now? What do you mean on video? Can you can you see me or are you, no? No, no, I, can, no icon? I I just see oh, that okay. beautiful state flag with with Mother Freedom dropping bombs. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> um, man, I guess it's just a result of my lack of. Uh, faith in man uh like i said earlier i i don't think there's any way out voting and politically if uh i i've i guess i'm coming out right now on the airwaves i've i've uh, finally um decided that that christ is the way that i the footsteps i want to follow and uh ever i'm sure you guys have heard it before that, uh, you know, I'm nowhere near where I need to be. We never will be, but, uh, but I'm there. I've, I've been reading. And, um, I think that the Bible does provide what the, the, well, the, the blueprint, what we need to do. I mean, if you actually, if you look at Mark one fifteen, it's pretty simple. Uh, Christ said, and saying, it is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So that's what you have to do. You have to repent and believe the gospel. So what is repentance? Turning away from sin. And and uh, which getting back to the Enoch in the story prior to that, um, you know, sin is woven into our DNA. Uh, I believe that. And um, Christ is the way out. And it's not just faith in Christ. Yes, it, it's faith in Christ, but but that faith in Christ and loving God is following in his footsteps. And that is the turning away from sin. So if you are following Jesus and if you have faith in Christ, then it's not a works-based religion, right? But the faith in Christ and walking in his footsteps, works are going to happen. So sure. I agree. that's where I I'm agree. at. I hope I don't get in trouble. No, brother. I no. I love. First off, um, <laughs> if I if I understood you correctly, I am really humbled to be the be the person to distribute the 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 message that that you finally you know settled into being comfortable enough to say that you are a follower of Christ. Uh, that's awesome, brother. Uh, I wish you nothing but the I, best in this never-ending journey I appreciate of it. mystery and conundrums. But um, a couple of mm -hmm. things that you touched on there. <clears throat> yes, it talks a lot about faith. We all heard the, the passage where if our faith was but the size of a grain of mustard seed, then we could look at a mountain and tell it to move. Yes, sir. Would. But you also have to keep that in one hand and keep the, the, the scripture that says that faith without works is dead. You have to, it's not simply good enough to believe. It's what are you doing in your daily life to live like you believe? 
Um, I'm nobody to tell, you know, I'm not the person to sit here and tell you what that means or how to go about doing that. But I, but I feel comfortable enough to say that you, you got to do more than simply believe. Um, we, we, I mean, <laughs> hell, it, it tells us many, many is going to come before me saying, Lord, Lord, have I not done many great works in thy name? And he's going to look at them and say, you know, turn from me. I never knew you. And it's going to be a horrible day because there's going to be plenty of people that, oh, well, I've accepted Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. But then I didn't do anything else about it. But I was good. Jesus, what happened, bro? I was good. And they, no, man, it wasn't good. You, you didn't, you didn't fulfill your end of this agreement, homie. So I think it's important to realize that it's a, it's a daily walk like in the literalist of senses from when you wake up to when you go to sleep, yeah. you know, it, it's gotta be in the back of your mind that, Hey, I'm living for something more. I'm, 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 I'm not supposed to do certain things. I'm not, we're never going to stop ourselves from having thoughts that we have. We're never going to stop ourselves right, right. from having certain tendencies and natures about ourselves because we are human. But what you do, you do after that. When you realize, man, I've been sitting here thinking about this woman I saw at the checkout line for 30 minutes. What do you do after that? God knows. Do you do you ask for forgiveness? And do you try to consciously make an effort not to do that anymore? Or do you just keep on going, oh, my bad. My bad. It, well, that's, it, yeah, that's repentance. Be your bad. Yeah, of course it is. Um, and another thing you, you hit on, you said that we're all, we're all born into sin. And while that is true, I, I would like to make the distinction that we're not born into our father's sin. I'm not right, yes, responsible yeah, I, yeah. for what my dad did or what his dad did or what I wasn't when I, when I was born, I didn't have somebody else's sin cast on me. Mm -hmm. I, I started I with a blank slate. All, the, that, all yeah. the sin that's tallied up under my name is of my own. I didn't, I didn't start yes, behind the eight absolutely. ball because of anybody else. And, and so when, and I'm not saying that's what you implied by any stretch of the means, Theo, I was just, I felt like it was important no, to, no, you're good, man. to draw that distinction because there are people out there. There's a whole sect of the world that believes that you're born with the sin of your fathers and you're not. And I mean, if I wanted to, I could pull mm, out the scripture no. right now and, and we could get into it, but it, it, Google, Google, you're not born with the sin of your fathers or anybody that wants to go find that, that passage. Cause it's in there. You don't have to take my word for it. I'm not on reading rainbow, but I can say that <laughs> reading rainbow, LeVar Burton, loving it. I have to so <laughs> I have to say real quick, real quick. I have to interrupt Leo. When you earth Leo, I said, Leo, Theo, when you were talking, my fiance is uh, on the works. other side of this on the other side of this camera and she was giving me looks so i was laughing but i was not laughing at, it just so it bugged me because it was at the same time when you were talking about bro you're good scripture and you're good it's not like you can see me no but still you can see me and while you're talking no. and opening not i'm not saying opening up but you're talking about this i'm laughing my ass off um, no, it wasn't that I was laughing because we're actually in the same boat, dude. I didn't get my, my first Bible. I was, um, I mean, I had a, I've had, I've made 
I don't mean I'm not trying to be, but I can like literally write a documentary on my life, and it's been pretty fucking wild. As I think every single person has had a a very wild life, and also could write a documentary. But um, I just recently, within the last like, I want to say like probably two years, maybe two and a half years, I got my first Bible and actually first actually started picking it up, and it was because I had. I was taking advantage of my unemployment during the pandemic and I had a fuck ton of money, dude, a lot of money, like more money than I've ever had in my life. And for most people, they're like, ah, that's chump change. For me, this was like the most amount of money in my life. And I found myself, Mm -hmm. right? I went and bought all these cool things that I've always wanted that I could never afford. And Mm -hmm. I was the most miserable I have ever been in my entire life i was literally i've i never knew what depression was i knew what it was and i'm always like how can someone be so miserable that they're depressed like that was my mindset like how are you depressed when you're in high school like it's awesome granted i was depressed in high school but i didn't realize what depression was until i had all this money and i was the most again the most unhappy i've ever been in my life and it wasn't isn't that wild it is so wild it is it literally to me blows my mind because like when i was a kid i idolized all these rappers and i wanted an escalade because little wayne drove an escalade and i wanted yeah i watched cribs i wanted a fat crib and i was going to be a famous rapper even though i can't even write a fucking poem and my my thought process was so far off reality. And I'm not saying that if you have dreams and aspirations of being a famous podcaster or a famous country singer or rock and roll singer or rapper, I'm not saying that those are not out of the realm of possibility. But at the same time, I feel like I was living outside of my world. And it wasn't until I got the Bible and I started reading, um, I think it's Psalms 91. This is how new I am to this, right? Even though it's been two years, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm very new. Good. Again, I'm very new to this as well. And I'm still learning as I'm going. And I'm not saying you're learning as you're going, but going back to, you know, when I was. I am. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I think, I think real quick, I think that this goes in a lot of different avenues of life but the second that you think you know it all that second that you know everything and you know it all you're a fucking asshole babe <laughs> she's <laughs> laughing at me because i always say i know it all right <laughs> dude that bit me in the ass dude but anyhow the second that you really think you know it all is the second that you fail when you're not willing to like open up mm-hmm. and like, you know, whether that be a conspiracy, whether that being the Bible, whether that being is the grass greener on the other side. Like, I think that it's very important to be a sponge and to absorb. Yeah. yeah. And then you filter it out the best that you can. Rant over. No, it's all good, dude. That was good. Yeah. No, I'm new. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I did have the benefit of um, being around a lot of uh, uh, well-versed Christians when I was a kid and it didn't really sink in until 
these uh well these recent happenings uh covid and yada just losing complete faith in humanity confidence in myself and then realizing that that uh I don't know, the Bible just seems so much more plausible now. You have to get choked. You got that choker has to, you got to be ripped down to the ground, right? And I'm, and I'm not saying that I, I, I was ever low. We're Because, you know, you, you know, we're talking about, um, you were saying depression in high school and whatnot. And dude, I'm with you. The same, same thing with me. But those are, those are first world problems. They're, those are anomalies of the place and the culture that we grew up. Because you go to a lot of these places, I've heard at least, like, uh, you, you know, really poor parts of Mexico and whatnot, and shit, they don't have the depression and whatnot that, that we necessarily have. Maybe they're not counting. You know, I, I don't know. But uh, they don't have time not for to depression. Change the subject. You guys, if I circle back. Yeah, get right, it, man. Right, get yeah. It. That's a good point. It's where's my next meal going to come from? Do you, do you guys mind if I circle back real quick to the to works and faith? Go works ahead, man. Versus faith. I'm gonna go right. right back. <clears throat> this goes back to what this goes back to what Hank was saying. Yeah, it's all good. So, oh gosh, I I really want to hear what Chef has to say about this. But um, my this, and this is a thought that I've had just you know being at work alone and just probably not focusing on what I'm doing as much as I should, but, um, works versus faith. So God knows our heart, right? Mm-hmm. And works, works are an outward expression. So we've all met fake bastards that do all sorts of great works, but, but you can tell they're just evil, shallow and empty. So what I thought recently is you take some of these guys that are at like the real extreme end of the spectrum, right? Like Ted Bundy. Okay. Sure. That dude, he did evil shit. He, I mean, he killed women. Like we might not even know how many, I think it, the official counts in the twenties or something like that. Nasty, horrible. I sure. hate bringing up the name. I'm not glorifying anything. I'm not the, it's it, to me personally, if I, I'll watch the crime documentary and whatnot, chef, I'm glad you're back. Cause I really want to hear what you have to say about this. The, this recent thought revelation that I've had, uh, we're on works versus faith is that you, and you go to, um, a far extreme of a, of an individual of a person like Ted Bundy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, that dude was a nice guy, man. All right? That dude worked on a suicide hotline. That dude talked people off of the ledge. Okay? I bet I bet that I bet he bought flowers for mom every mother's day. But he was an evil bastard. So that to me is why works uh, can't be the main focus. And that's why the works have to be an expression, not an afterthought, but, but secondary to the faith. Because if you do have faith in Christ, the, the, it's not just the works. The works are going to happen because his name is Jesus Christ, and he was the one. 
So anyway, I don't know. That's my thought. Wow, but, dude. That I first of all, I did not know that about Ted Bundy, but even even if like there's a lot of people that are in a very similar situation to Ted Bundy. There's a lot of great that great people that mean well that work in like CPS, but they're also tied into <laughs> Uh, you know, child sex trafficking and human save, uh, uh, child slavery and whatnot. No, that's a solid point. That's a solid point. And I do, like, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm in a weird kind of situation and I'm, I'm going to get back to what you were saying, but like, I have a, I have a hard time identifying myself as a Christian because all right, as long as you can still hear me. Okay, there we go. Uh, because I think yeah, there, are, there are a lot. It's again going back to what you said. It's grouping, grouping, right? So I know good Catholics that are good people, but if you look mm-hmm. deeper into Catholicism, like it gets pretty dark. But I think that goes both ways as far as Catholic or Catholicism and being a Catholic. And what have you. I think there are probably some really good Mormons out there. But the root of when you get, you know, deeper into the religion and you get higher up, you know, you're always going to have you're always going to have those shit bags at the end of the that are, I guess, the head of the snake that are messing everybody else up. And I mean, it even gets into with like the Freemasons, like I feel like there are some very good Freemasons out there, but when you get to the tip of the organization, they're all shitbags. And I think that all boils down to mm-hmm. tip, the tip, the tip, the tip, the tip, the tip of the iceberg. If you, if you boil it all that. down, I think if you have, you know, a relationship with, with Jesus Christ, even if you don't, and I know this is kind of controversial where if you do not call him in your brain like Jesus Christ and you do not accept him as your Lord and Savior as the name Jesus Christ, me personally, I believe in the Bible, but I think as, as long as you're believing in, and it, I, I know this can go both ways, and, and I do back and forth on this in my brain, like tomorrow I might have a different conversation with you about it, but as of right now, my thoughts are like, I think as long as you realize your place on this earth, where you came from, and who died for your sins? Like I think that does have a, a a a big a big part in it, you know. Like I always try to keep and Hank and I we we talked. Um, I don't even remember what episode or what, but we were talking about incidences when you're when you do something out of the good of your heart, which I I think is also like in the good of Jesus and what He would want you to do. You know, when you're walking down the street and you see this person that's homeless or you see this person in need, even though they might be tricking you and they might be, you know, they want that five bucks so they can go buy themselves an, another dime bag or, or buy themselves another pint of booze as, a for, as opposed to feeding their dog like they said they would or get themselves a cheeseburger like they said they were. They were looking for water and looking for food. I think it's the intention, and I think the intention also boils down to you know, the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ, and knowing where you came from and accepting that, I think as long as you're putting that good intention out there, 
Like, I think that's that's all that matters. And you're not doing it to, to receive something back. Because a lot of people are like, hey, like, if I give oh. ten, 10 homeless people burgers, like, I give them burgers all day. But then on, on your on your off hours, you're doing horrible, bad shit, and you're sinning to the next level. But you went to church that day, you got out of church, and you went and handed out hamburgers or what have you. You handed out goodie bags, like, and that goes back to your Ted Bundy bringing up him. Like he was a, you know, as you said, he worked for the suicide hotline. There's probably a, good he was a sweetheart. Him. Yeah. He was a, but at the end of the day, he didn't have Jesus. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, and maybe, maybe at the end of the day, he did, I guess we don't know. I don't think that he said anything hopefully about he did. that in the prison interview, but hopefully he did. Hopefully at one point, <laughs> sure, as, yeah. bad as, as bad we're as supposed person, to pray for him. And I do think there's a, again, being really new to this, the power of prayer, I can't deny it. I just can't. Yeah, I hear it's you. Helped, it's I helped hear me you. out. It's helped other people out. And uh, it's, it's. I don't even have the words, man. I really honestly don't have the words. It's yeah, that, special. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, dude. Me, it boils down to that one passage, uh, that one, yeah, and I can't even remember uh, where I need to find it. That's 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 going to come with time and repetition study. But as far as the way, um, it, it's clear if we read the Bible. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. And, that would be um, John 14, 6. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, uh, John chapter one, one through six is oh, is pretty beautiful. moving as well. Um, I don't have it completely memorized, but you know, I the first three I do. What was it? In the, in the beginning was the word, and the word, the word was, with was God, God, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and He was with the word. So you probably heard me go on on my tyrants about that specific verse, right? About how that that's funny how we came to the same point. Exactly. Like I call that word the law. And and Kyle's heard me talk about it a lot. And when you think about it, instead of looking at that as a as word and more as law, then you start to understand more about what's really going on because that law is the very essence of our reality from the law yes it is it is the operating system of our existence and everything from lucifer to a mosquito was made from that law it's yeah. just, and there's yeah. a, and, and you know, there's just a whole other rabbit hole to go down with that. But at the end of the day, I think yeah. if if anybody that that gets into wanting to further their uh, knowledge of the scripture or anything, the thing that I would I would urge is not to be overwhelmed, not to let yourself be disheartened by how much you don't know because you've heard chef say that he's new to it you know theo i know you're new to it i was literally Mm -hmm. raised in the church 
and I in the still, south <laughs> yeah and i still don't know close to anything close you know, like yeah. i listened to jason and christopher at operation red pill and shout out mm-hmm. to you guys i love you guys um their show has helped me out with my walk with christ more than anything here lately um but you don't have to be a person who can whip out any given scripture at any given time. You don't yeah. need to know every single thing cover to cover because I firmly believe that you'll never be able to understand everything that's in between those two covers. Not, not in one lifetime anyhow and i don't believe in reincarnation but no no. but i do believe that we can learn enough to make it to heaven and the basics of that is love each other try to live with christ in the forefront of your mind and like i like i tell kyle all the time don't be a dick I got to work on that. <laughs> we all do, man. We all do. I mean, I'll, I'll be sitting in the middle of but town hell. behind some slow grandma, just like, and then I have oh, to behind just like loose off oh, for a man. second. And, oh, like, Hank, you, you, I wouldn't you, ought, make it in... you ought not get this mad over being and in you're traffic. not even from Southern California, dude. Come on, <laughs> man. Bro, I am that person. That people, due to my past, like I am a, I am straight edge. Like I'm as straight as you could fucking get. Like, I'm just messing with you, bro. I gotta no, give you crap. No, but dude, it's true, man. <laughs> I'm that guy that hangs that hangs honking at on the freeway. <laughs> I go yeah. if the speed limit yeah. is 65, I'm going 65. That's it, and I'll stay oh, in the slow man. lane. But I, okay, I do, you know, I do the Southern California little gangster roll. I don't. <laughs> do this but at the same time no i'm serious dude i fly as straight as possible man like i I really try uh anyhow that's what was funny yeah i'm that guy if you guys are honking just picture chef that's me (laughs) i'm gonna try that now one maybe it'll help i'm listening to my podcast i'm trying to educate myself you know i got my kids sometimes i have my kids in the back not not every time but and hank talking to you man my accent keeps changing bro watch out you're welcome. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I noticed you say y'all. Yeah, I've so I was stationed in um I was stationed in I don't know where it came from, but I was stationed in Florida for like two years. And Maybe a lot of the people came from there. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> I really it don't came know from there. <laughs> but I I I at that time, and I still do, I listen to a lot of country music. In my opinion, it's mm-hmm. one of the best genres of all time. Just you know, I like oldies. It, I like it. a lot of stuff, but I hey, love country. You gotta get, let, gotta let get the into southern that draw. Old country, man. Let it suck you in. Hank Williams. Let it envelop you. Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr. Um, my grandma, mm-hmm. I mean, she grew up listening to all that stuff, and it just kind of like Next thing me. you know, you're just going to be sitting on your front porch with a glass of sweet tea, chewing a wheat stalk. And this is... When and where? 
How do I get there? How do I get there? <laughs> Don't come here if we got mosquitoes. <laughs> I eighty, buddy. No, you I got eighty. Is how you get here. You got uh <laughs> We got mosquitoes, bro. You got chiggers. You told me about them chiggers. Oh yeah, we do and got some they, chiggers. Yeah, man. I don't know about that, dude. They you, you said what you had to say. You said they like to go into like dark, moist areas, yeah. and it was that. I was like, ah, <sighs> backs of the knees, in between your toes, all up in your crotch, butt crack, armpits, Mm-mm. right Dang around it. your waistline. <laughs> You got you guys get water moccasins in your wood pile. Oh, those are those are deadly, right? Yeah, they're poisonous. Yeah, fuck that. They can be. I um, guess yeah. Yeah, that's that's they're, why negative thirty in the middle of winter is awesome. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them this year. So far, I got lucky, and all I saw this year were garter snakes, which I'll leave them hanging around the house because they kill rats and frogs oh, and yeah. shit yeah we got, got them yeah they like to yeah. scare the hell out of my wife though <laughs> they'll sit there and hide under a tuft of grass sunbathing and then you'll take a step and literally step on one of them things and they'll rear up and then they'll scurry off Oof. i'm gonna quit acting like i ain't scared of them bitches too because i don't like a snake <laughs> I don't like a snake. I'm down for a non-poisonous snake. I really want one, but I have Oop. four cats. Oop. I have four cats, two dogs, two kids, and a fucking shack. Literally in a sh- like, it's small. My and, favorite uh, snake's a dead snake. Yeah, if it's venomous, if it's venomous, like if it's a normal snake, dude, I've yeah, there ain't I no love... normal to a snake, bro. They eat mice. If it they weren't for a damn snake. Rat. It weren't for a damn snake, we'd still be living in the Garden of Eden. Oh, how did I know that that was going <laughs> to come up? Why are Why are you afraid of snakes, Hank? Because I can't hear them coming. A rattlesnake well, uh, can maybe because it, well, see, I'm from an area where there's plenty of other nope ropes that'll kill you. Did you say the cabal, Theo? Yeah. Yep. So Dude, I got no, really I said, deep into um, the the fall the oh I got really deep into spiritualism the man right yep and and like you know with the meditation and the chakras and stuff and I got real deep into that astral projection and all that and then I started learning about the kundalini and then when I figured out that the kundalini was the spine that or this serpent that intertwines with your spine. And like that's where your energy comes from. I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to leave this alone. Of course, the one thing <laughs> that you would be the, the center point of this whole idea would have to be a serpent. It couldn't have been anything else. It had to be the serpent. Ah, okay. Appreciate that. Holler at you, Lucy. I'm out. <laughs> that's great. Ugh. Guys. Oh, my Lord. I cannot thank y'all enough for coming and hanging out with me tonight. Uh, Theo, I know you've had a long day, man. I am just so humbled and honored to uh, have had you on hey, here with us. thanks for having me. This conversation I, I really appreciate has not it. disappointed. And 
I did want to say one more thing, and I think it would actually be a really fitting and good ending too, right? Let's if, go. If, if I may. And that is that to finish off those first few verses of the book of John, and it's just so beautiful. Uh, and the darkness could not comprehend it. Amen. Let's Amen. go. And the darkness could not carp. Could not. I'm writing this down. Comprehend it. Couldn't comprehend it. That's yeah, that's beautiful. uh. Read read um John, chapter one one through six. It's I amazing. mean, read the whole thing, but that the first few verses there. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, thanks for having me. I, I wish that uh, E-Rock and TV could be here, but uh, I'm glad that I could make it. And I think that I think something's happening here, guys. Oh, I think yeah. Something's happening here. Oh, yeah. You guys we're are definitely going to we're going to have to uh, we're gonna have to do more. Yeah, we're definitely going to stay in touch. Um, I understand that it was last minute. Um, like I said, TP just reached out last night. Then I was thinking this morning, damn, I guess I could see if any of them want to come on tonight. And I'm glad I reached out because if I wouldn't have reached out and asked if y'all wanted to hop on, it'd just been me and Kyle in here tonight. And and there's nothing wrong with that because Kyle, you know, I love you. I but love you, Theo, this has been no, absolutely incredible, bro. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Hank. Man, this is awesome. It's been an experience. You, uh, I really and- appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you, E-Rock, and TP. All right. Well, you can find us at iowatalkguys.com. You can find us on Instagram. I believe it's at iowatalkguys underscore podcast. You can find us on X at iowatalkguys. You can email us tpteepee at iowatalkguys.com, Theo at iowatalkguys.com, erock at iowatalkguys.com. Uh, and something that we all, the way we always end our show is uh, don't eat the yellow cake, don't eat the yellow snow, and don't drink the Kool Aid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Theo, man, once again, just can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. You'll have to let E-Rock and TP know Thanks, just brother. how much they missed Thanks, out brother. on. Oh, yeah, I will. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> there you go. Kyle, my brother, you know I love you, man. Uh, let the folks know about Sunday night. You know where we be. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of everywhere at this moment. I got little Ellie here in the house. Got to make her little appearance. Ellie. Um, Got a little amber necklace, you know, rocking a little bit of that holistic knit, holisticness, trying to get rid of those uh, those teething issues that she may or may not be having. Uh, but yeah, you can find us over at Spotify, Apple. We're we're on a lot of other platforms. I don't pay honestly. I don't pay attention to much of the other ones other than Spotify and Apple. Um, super stoked to be here, dude. One more time, happy fucking birthday. Hank dog in the house. Happy birthday, happy birthday man. Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, happy it. birthday. And uh yeah, no, we should definitely link up. Theo, you talked to the other the other gentleman over there and mm-hmm. uh E-Rock and, and TP and let's make something happen, dude. I think it would be really cool to do like a three-part series, if not more, where we we do uh we meet up and we drop one on 643, one on Iowa Talk Guys and then 
uh, one on SNSS. That'd be fucking awesome. I think we all get along. And uh, yeah, man, it was a pleasure to meet you, Theo. Thank you again. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Likewise, uh, Chef. Hope you all have a blessed night. Yes, sir. Send my, send my best to Ashley and the kids. Yeah, I will. I will. I got to go make some. I know it's late as shit. Don't judge me. It's like 830. I got to go make some dinner. I'm not sure what I'm going to make up. Um, but we have a couple. Uh, we're going to mix some stuff together, and it's going to be bomb. My girl, man. She's so damn cute. Yeah, she's. Uh, let me say hi. Say hi. Say hi. I remember one time when we're that young. Speak with your chest. Right here. Speak with your <laughs> chest. Say hello. hello. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest, girl. Let's yeah, go. I have, I have all girls, and I, and I I try to remember that they're girls, but at the same time, I know the world they're growing up in, so I'm not like the nicest, softest, kindest, sweet dad. Hey, I tell my, my children all the time, I'm your dad. I am not your friend. There you and go. Then, no, and then I tell and give them everything yeah. they want. <laughs> Got to raise. I mean, dude, I, like, again, <laughs> just girls, dude. And they're coming up in a really, really crazy time. Um, it's Brutal, even, it's going to be even crazier when they get older. So it's about being strong. And, and you know, let's make some fishing hooks out of uh, out of some beer, beer can tabs. You know what I'm saying? Let's cut them up. Let's make some fishing hooks. Let's do a little project. Let's go. There you go. Let's go. Anyhow, gentlemen, you guys stay blessed. I'm out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we can't thank y'all enough for hanging in with us to this point. Go check out Theo Erock TP at Iowa Talk, guys. Go go see Chef at Sunday night. You know where we're going to be at. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later.